Show.com and holy cow, there's a lot of absolutely crazy news to get into today. As of course, the national debt just reached 34 trillion dollars. As we have an insane woke mind virus that we have to deal with, that Elon Musk and Vivek Rebaswamy are calling out. We also have a lot of crazy developments about the story of the decade. We have another pathetic apology. We're going to be getting into that, plus a lot more, all here for the next two hours with some really incredible people in the studio, in-house with us today for this incredible conversation that you should right now share with your friends and family members. The next two hours, we are going to be going live, and you could participate in the conversation by also signing up to LukeUnfiltered.com as of course we just had a lower tiered available for everyone just for $8 a month where you guys will get the ability not only to get exclusive behind the scenes reports but the ability to call into the show and participate in this conversation by calling in and asking any question you guys want unscreened. You could show us whatever you want. It's going to be on Rumble, so it's going to be a free-for-all. So to be a part of that, sign up right now on LukeUnfiltered.com. We have that linked down in the description below us. Of course, we also have MySuperChat.com, a website where your Super Chats actually show up on screen. It's only a 3% service charge. Are YouTube charges 30% for every super chat, mysuperchat.com, only 3%, and your super chat shows up on the screen when you, of course, give us any of your money for your comments, which, of course, we will be reading here on this broadcast for the next two hours, as it's awesome to have your participation and, of course, your financial support, which is crucial towards this independent media organization. Joining us for the next two hours is the one and only Mel K. Mel. For the people who don't know you, who are you and how would you introduce yourself? Uh, I have a podcast called The Mel K Show. I have been uh, trying to uh, uncover what I believe is going on in the world the best I can for the last few years. And uh, I'm really excited to be here and talk about that. Awesome. Cl- Clint's been very busy with his uh, new girlfriends, right, Clint? I got a new one today. Yesterday, <laughs> it was a different one. It's uh, it's excruciating. But you know what? They're just trying to hug the hate out of the world. And so am I. Uh, Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown, as well as Tower Gang, as well as the best political show with your daily reminder that you need to be going to your podcast app and searching both Liberty Lockdown as well as the best political show, smashing that subscribe button so you do not miss an episode. Steph. Hello, Clint, everyone. Clint's been a busy man. Steph, how are you? I'm doing great. You can find me on Instagram at Steph We Are Change. All right, let's just get right into it. As the U.S. national debt just hit thirty-four freaking trillion dollars for the first time in history, record numbers as this debt has skyrocketed. Not only under the Biden administration, but also previously under the Trump administration, which a lot of people don't really like to talk about. But I think it's important to remind ourselves that this is not just a Democrat problem. This is a Republican problem. This is an establishment problem. This is a servitude and enslavement problem, as, of course, there's no going back from this. There's no way we could repay $37 trillion unless we go through uh, a a Weimar, Zimbabwean, Venezuelan hyperinflation event that, uh, of course, will make money meaningless and therefore have uh, absolutely no value at all. How do you guys see this problem solved if it ever is going to be solved? 
I don't think it's going to be solved, unfortunately. Uh, The the options are for uh, Powell and the Fed to continue to maintain interest rates at these quite high levels, north of 5%. They were at the zero bound just a few years ago. Uh, This increase has been breakneck in pace. And for those that don't understand how this works, essentially the national debt is, is borrowing based off of treasuries. Those treasuries are now rolling over into these higher interest rates. Before they were at 0%, which meant that T-bills were in the 2 to 3% range. Now, uh, if you roll over this very same debt that's on the books today, not all of it has rolled over. So basically, they are in a rock and a hard place. The At this current trajectory, we will pay over $1.2 trillion on interest alone in the next 12 months. That is 50% higher than what we spend on national defense, ladies and gentlemen. This is very, very serious. And the problem uh, with the U.S. petrodollar also just took a very stunning turn just a few hours ago as we have this uh, news report from the Jerusalem Post detailing how Iran, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Egypt, and Ethiopia are going to be joining the BRICS nation alliance economic state that of course will now double their membership and include a lot of very important countries that provide a lot of important national resources on the world stage that of course are directly countering and going up against the u.s petrodollar this is this is big news as of course uh, a lot of people don't like to talk about the financial stuff they don't talk about they don't like to talk about you know the the in the weed stuff but holy freaking cow this is this is like a, a, a bat signal of just utter crap coming our way. I don't know how else you guys see it, but uh, lots of crap coming our way, especially for the U.S. petrodollar. Well, I think their only way out, this is very scary for more reasons than one, is because the central bank digital currency seems to be their only way that they can go, and they're going to start to tell us that that's the only way we can all survive. So it's as they message this more and more, but at the same time, you know, that uh, BRICS nation currency is backed by gold. And that's the difference now. And they are totally at a place where they are making America, America's money, America's power, everything uh, obsolete. And uh, nobody seems to be doing anything in America except for spending money we don't have. And uh, the American people have to really start to wake up because suddenly and very shortly, I believe they will be announcing that we won't have a choice and they will be instituting the central bank digital currency. And that is uh, the end for freedom as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, all, all we need is a, is a major galvanizing infrastructure attack or, or just attack on, on the money that exists or, or just hyperinflation. Oh, your, your money is absolutely worthless. Here, your money is going to be valuable if you sign up and then give up all of your privacy, all of your rights, and we know every little thing that you're doing, as of course, we're going to tax, regulate, and control you, just like they do in China with the social credit score. That's the end game. Will they do it by crashing the dollar? That's a question that I think uh, I'm even asking myself. Yeah, well, and and the only way that they're going to get people on board is if we're already in significant financial struggles, which some people already are, so I don't want to you know understate it, but... The, the real uh, carrot will be UBI. They're going to offer you universal basic income, but it's going to be tied to a central bank digital currency. Uh, it's quite clear to me that's that's how it's going to happen. But the, the entire reason that we've been able to spend so far above our means is because we were the reserve currency of the world. What people need to pay attention to is that the, the antagonistic approach towards Russia and the confiscation of over $200 billion from their central bank is what has ultimately triggered this BRICS alliance into 
uh, you know, formulating itself. So this is every time people go, oh, you know, finance is boring. Oh, foreign policy is boring. All of this stuff matters. Every time you go to a gas station, you can't afford to fill up. Every time you go to a fast food place and you can't afford to buy hard, you know, half of what you used to. Uh, this is why it, it has real world consequences. And it's time we pay attention. Yeah, it's the economy, stupid, just like many prominent politicians always always kind of say before uh, an election year. But this is the economy also being kind of propped up. This is the, the economy with the federal reserve full steam ahead working with the biden administration trying to keep everything up what's going to happen after this election cycle especially let's just say if uh, a republican gets in all those kind of larger artificial systems that keep the u.s petrodollar where it is right now they're at stake of just utterly collapsing and and so does the u.s petrodollar so a lot of people uh, you know to answer the kind of question that i asked you guys uh, originally you know if they're going to do this I, I think for, for me personally, it's not a, a matter if, but but when. And exactly. I think after the election, that's usually when we predominantly see the economy kind of crack down and, and really hit the fan uh, when it comes to dealing with the larger ramifications of it being artificially held up as it is right now. So what's your guys' prediction for what's going to happen after the election? Well, I think we have to also start paying real attention to what is going on with China, with the Belt and Road Initiative, to China with Taiwan. I think uh, sooner rather than later, they're going to start the same rhetoric they had during uh, going into Ukraine, that we have to go save Taiwan. They need to open another front. That's another way they get to push this economic situation down down the road to make it another front in a war. We're, we're not just in two wars. We're in about six. And now they're going to add Taiwan because Xi just said in his first speech of the new year that uh, he's going to be unifying Taiwan before their election with, with China officially. So that's what we're going to see. But I think as the American people, we have to start being really honest about how we got here, uh, who's responsible, and start realizing that they are trying again and again to divide us, neighbor versus neighbor, and that is not the problem. The problem here is that we've been greatly deceived. We've been led into this path. We, the people, still have a shot to get out of it, but we have to start being honest that this is the road that they took us down. And, and you know, I don't know what else to do except for to say to people, you know, we're all really uh, in a bad shape. And instead of uh, countering the Belt and Road Initiative, instead of not using sanctions to alienate the world financially, using sanction warfare, uh, now the world doesn't want to play anymore. So people keep saying, you know, what are we going to do? Who are you going to vote for? Whatever. All I know is these people are marching us to towards World War III and don't seem to have any interest in peace and in cooperation and figuring out how to work with the BRICS nations. You can't stop the Belt and Road Initiative. You have to negotiate with these people. And it seems to me the rest of the world, especially the BRICS people that met uh, around the, like the beginning of October, 130 nations, they sounded like they were saying they're going to have nothing to do with the O'Biden regime going forward. They're done. They're, they don't trust them. And they're going to move forward without us. And it's uh, I, it really is up to the people to really start making a big deal about it. Yeah. And there's a couple of things that are worth noting here, especially with how connected the U.S. economy is to the Chinese economy, especially when it comes to our dependence on uh, antibiotics and commonly used medications that we still keep uh, depending, uh, uh, depend depending on China for, for getting all of them. There's also physical bank locations being closed here within the United States, forcing more people to use online banking. Of course, I think this has a lot to do with also not only the, the kind of build back better Bidenomic policies, but more importantly, the larger kind of social credit score, ESG, uh, larger digital dollar that they're trying to ram down everyone's throat as already a lot of transactions are all online. And the more that they could get rid of cash, the more they could get rid of privacy, the more that they could get rid of any kind of liberty or secrecy, which is uh, absolutely essential in, in correlation to each other as already there's a major trade route that has 
has been closed down. There's no war w- w- with China right now, but when you look at the, the Red Sea trading route, it is essentially closed down, and many countries are avoiding it, mainly because of the larger problems with the Houthis, with the Yemenis government there, as well as the British and American government that sent a significant amount of military hardware into the region, as now the supply chain is being shocked, shipping costs have skyrocketed, and inflation pressures are only going up, as of course a lot of people expect a bigger conflict in the Middle East that is unfolding there, as some politicians are saying that we are already in some kind of holy war. Uh, no matter how, how you kind of slice it, um, the bread's falling on crap. <laughs> You're going to have a crap sandwich. Um, enjoy. There was a, a, a double tap strike. For those that don't know what that is, uh, basically it's where there's a, a, an initial strike with some sort of missile launch, uh, devastation, and then when you have first first aid and respondents, uh, first responders that arrive, they strike again. That's what happened in Iran this morning. Right. Uh, a lot of people don't know about it because it hasn't, you know, the West doesn't really care, but over a hundred people allegedly were killed in it. Uh, we still don't know who. I think I have my guess. I won't, <laughs> I won't make public what my guess is. Well, well, they're saying that this was a terrorist attack. We actually have the articles pulled up. This is the story that I was going to be um, oh, leading with. Uh, no, no, no. It, it, it's fine. We could get into it now as, of course, the Associated Press is reporting that at least 95 people were KIA'd in a blast at a ceremony that was honoring a slain general that, of course, Donald Trump extrajudiciously took out himself. Uh, CNN is reporting more than 100 people KIA'd in twin blasts near an Iranian commander's grave. This, of course, is Soleimani, the guy that Donald Trump bragged about killing like a dog um, and virtually brought us closer to a a potential larger conflict with Iran. So, yeah, this is is, uh, an important story as, of course, a lot of civilians were affected here. This is a story that um, isn't getting a lot of play in the corporate media, but um, I, I think it's, it's significant, especially when it comes to the ratcheting up of tensions that have been happening in the region, especially uh, between the Israelis and the larger Muslim, Muslim population that are at odds with each other. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the most lethal attack in Iran since the 1980s. And given, I mean, people... R- even though you've heard a lot of bluster from uh, American politicians and, and political pundits about how war with Iran, let's go to war, let's go to war, let's go to war. They just say it constantly. Iran is no joke. That is not that is not a country that you're going to roll over like you did Iraq. I mean, we didn't even win in Afghanistan, but you're not going to roll over it like Afghanistan either. I mean, Iran is a very serious, uh, you know, hill to climb and I, I just it gives me great great pause or great concern that Soleimani's strike in 2018 or, or Trump's strike on Soleimani in 2018 and everyone goes oh you, you know all you anti-war libertarians you you were all so afraid that this was going to lead us to world war well this is the problem is that just because it didn't happen in the the months after doesn't mean that it won't that what they were doing they were uh celebrating his passing or honoring his passing, I guess you should say it was like the fourth or fifth year anniversary of it. And that's where this terrorist strike happened. This is going to enrage these people in a, in a very sincere way. So I'm nervous. about. Well, it. Yeah. The, the Iranian Ayatollah has announced on Twitter of, of all places that there will be a harsh response addressing those who are behind the explosions that uh, according to the initial reports were uh, remotely detonated 
and injured nearly 200 people as well. Sorry, Mel, you had something to say? No, what I was going to say, honestly, is like they also didn't report last week that a Russian uh, interior Russian uh, country area in Russia got hit. 20 civilians died. They also call it a terrorist attack. It was not in Belgrade. Right. And it was not reported and it was within their borders. So, of course, to them, this is a big deal as well. And they've also spoken out about it. So at the same time, I think the bigger question we have to all start asking those of us that do not want to accelerate World War Three, which I believe we are already in, is Who's benefiting from all of this? I, I believe, again, as I've always I say on my show a lot, I think the same financial backers of all of these wars are the only ones that benefit in the end. I think they're all very related. And and the sad part is that we, the people of the United States, for the first time in our history, are being blamed. If you look at foreign um, papers, foreign journalists, foreign people, they're wondering why the American people aren't speaking out, aren't standing up. They've never seen this before during Vietnam and at other times. Maybe it's because of general, uh, January 6th. I I don't know. But a lot of people around the world are questioning why the American people are letting our so-called leaders lead us down this path. I go back always to the PNAC document forward. Our country has been stolen and we the people are paying for it. And none of us really, uh, I don't feel good about this or want this to happen. So, you know, where do we go from here? How do we how do we the people say enough? For those, for those uh, we, that don't we, know. we also just got a comment here on YouTube for Conundrum Drew saying it was a different general. Luke, your TDS is showing. No, um, no it wasn't. It, was it actually wasn't. Here's the article that I just Steph, let me put, leave the browser there, saying that in January 2022, President Donald Trump authorized the killing of Iranian General Soleimani. That's that's who we're talking about here. That's who, of course, is placed here in the article. Uh, so no, that was not the case. We got another super chat here for Mark's Lives. Mm-hmm. Saying, Luke, Clint, Steph, and Mel, would you rather date a, a juggalo or gigolo, and why? And what would you do if someone tried to take your couch? Uh, we're going to get into that maybe on Rumble, uh, <laughs> but let's continue on with the conversation here. As of course, you know this this kind of larger uh, American neoconservative approach towards Iran has been building up ever since the Project for a New American Century. They've been writing about causing a conflict there though the war in Iraq essentially helped put Iran in a more prominent position allowed them to have more of a sphere of influence in the region and the United States essentially propped them up to be the next big global war on terror target now now there are people hell-bent as we know from US General Wesley Clark that already had it in their plans that this war in Iran is going to happen no matter what um, and I think it's important to to call out whoever is the president of the United States when they launch very aggressive measures we should be thinking about the larger plan for this war that have been set down the groundwork for for many years now. So I don't think it's uh, Trump derangement syndrome as well as just calling uh, Trump's policy actions for what they were, extremely aggressive actions against the Iranians that did bring us on the brink of a potential war with Iran, which the neoconservatives wanted for a very long time. That's the truth. Uh, I don't I don't care if you like it or if you don't like it, that's what happened. Yep. And, and just a reminder, the reason that they went after Soleimani is because he was allegedly responsible for helping train the Iraqis on the use of IEDs against American troops. Well, I, I certainly don't support that, and it's it's tragic that we lost any American troops. It should be remembered that we were in Iraq for no reason, for complete and utter lies. WMDs were lies. Their involvement in 9-11, or the, the date in September, that was also a lie. Uh I think that it's it's important to realize that if you invade a country on false pretenses and then people fight back, that doesn't make you a victim. 
it's it's just the reality of the situation. And I, I, I feel like oftentimes people forget that, that if you if you declare war on a or you don't even declare war, you, you have an unconstitutional war based off of lies and then you lose troops and then you play victim. The rest of the world is not going to have any sympathy for you, nor should they. Yeah. And what's not working anymore is this zero sum game situation. We win, they lose. We win, they lose. You see um, Lindsey Graham's on TV saying, let's blow Iran off the map. And I'm thinking, what is going Mm on? You know, these people, we have to really just start taking, you know, account. People don't want to, when you talk about what America has done around the world, there's a lot of Americans that just like don't even want to go there. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to take responsibility for it. As citizens of this country and since it is our money and our children uh, that have been dying overseas and all these wars and all these army bases and whatever, if they, they can't fight the war on the China front, Iran front and everywhere else without a draft. And I'll tell you what, it's not going to matter what color you are, what class you are, where you come from, who you have sex with. It's not going to matter. It's going to be all of our kids that go. We yep. have to really do something uh, as the people in this nation right now. Stop with the division. The division is stopping us from stopping these people, and they're not a large group of people. And when you look at all of this and you look at the money that's been transferred to uh, Ukraine or wherever it's going, they don't, they, they don't even care about what the United States what happens to us? They, they are post-America, these people that are running these wars, running this money, all of these criminals. It is, at, it is at a place where we are a captured nation and our government and our military industrial complex is not playing a game that has anything to do with us. Yeah, And this is why the United States is in $34 trillion of yep. debt. Right. This is why the biggest expenditure is, of course, for the military industrial complex. It's for the wars right now in the Middle East. It's for the wars right now in Europe. It's for the wars right now also happening in Africa. There's a bunch of wars happening that that people are totally unaware of. People don't understand that Barack Obama had seven wars that he was conducting himself and everyone was saying, "But, but, but, but look how great he speaks. And I'm like, Nobel Peace Prize, brother. The the, the, the guy is a sociopath that personally called off on the assassination of American teenagers. This guy is a sociopath. This guy is extremely dangerous. This guy probably is still in charge right now. And when you look at Biden's foreign policy, it's almost the same exact foreign policy that, of course, Barack Obama conducted. And that deserves a lot of scrutiny, as, of course, this is where the majority of money is going if it's not going to larger DEI efforts, which we also want to talk about in a little bit. Before we do that, Clint, do you want to say anything, anything else? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the the dispiriting nature of our time, because I think just to give a little bit of sympathy to the American people, because you're right, the, the rest of the world is blaming us because we're not in the streets, we're not protesting. The reality is that we've been languishing under probably the most vicious psychological operation yeah. in American history. Um, so, well, I, I I share the rest of the world's anger towards the American people for not being willing to get into the street and protest. I also understand a little bit why. And, and especially when you look at what happened to Trump supporters, you can definitely see why people would be very cautious about ever going out and protesting. I mean, I'm a political commentator and, you know, like like true blue libertarian. And I, I was nervous. I went and spoke with Ron Paul and a bunch of people at the end of the damn wars rally in D.C. And I was nervous about, you know, uh, agent provocateurs and things like that. Like it's a, it's a very concerning time. Well, right well this is the talk that we keep hearing from a lot of people. Uh, whenever there's uh, any kind of large event or gathering or protest, everyone's like, Hey, don't go. They're going to set you up. And I'm like, right. that's a chilling effect that they have psychologically affected us in, in, in such a way where 
resistance is futile, and and that 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 belief is ingrained in a lot of people's minds, which is absolutely sad. Yeah, people are. I mean, just their hopes have been dashed broadly. I mean, economically, family formation, uh, you know, job, career path, even protesting your own government. People are just like, this is hopeless. We have the the Epstein stuff, and people are like, nothing's going to happen. I mean, I get it. I, I totally understand why people are so dispirited, but I, I I just strongly believe that we have to maintain hope. If we give up hope, then it it is truly hopeless at that point, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a lot of hope, though, because I feel like they've pushed it too far. I watched the entire pandemic, everything that happened through that, through the last few years. I just think people are exhausted. They, mm -hmm. It's becoming absurd. They're not even hiding it. Everyone from all different walks of life are, are, are speaking out about it. You know, even this whole thing with the, the president of Harvard and then the DEI backlash, it's not white or black or gay or straight or Asian or it's it's all kinds of people are standing up and saying this is destroying the the very fabric of what makes America worthwhile at all. Yep. Like, and, and I just think, I really do think sometimes you overplay your hand and that's where I think these people are. And then again, we have to also define they, there is a they, if we, I feel like if most American people, people, not everyone watches you or Luke or, or you or anyone, but the people that do get it, but there are a lot of people out there that if it was explained to them that our country was captured by a globalist billionaire oligarchy and that they're manipulating our nation from the inside to destroy, ourselves by ourselves uh fighting amongst ourselves and all of this if people really understood this i think that they would feel righteous indignation as american citizens and be like what you're, you, there's yep. people outside you mean our government is captured i just think people need to get it and i think slowly but surely everyone around me at least that doesn't get it at least knows something is very very broken yes. and very wrong and wants to understand it more well, now than ever. Yeah. Well, they love inciting fear, and that's essentially their major kind of uh, control vector, because if they're able to make you afraid of them, they're able to control you. But in reality, I think they're a lot more insecure, and they're a lot more afraid than we realize, especially in this kind of election cycle where uh, everything is possible. I think they're really threatened with Twitter. They're really threatened with Rumble. They're really threatened with uh, political presidential candidates, individuals like Vivek Ramaswamy that are speaking truth to power in very strong ways that are galvanizing and motivating people as, of course, this huge wall of lies could be very easily toppled with just one person speaking truth to it. And that terrifies the people in power right now because their whole system, everything that they built, everything that they worked so hard for could be taken down in an instant because it was all built on a bed of lies, on deceit, on fear, on bull crap. That crap's coming down, and it's coming down because people are finally able to say, you know what? Screw you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm going to speak my mind. Vivek Rebiswamy, hey, say what, you may about, say what you may about him. You may disagree with some of his policies, especially when it comes to Mexico, whatever, whatever it might be. I don't care. He's been really knocking it out of the park as, we, as, of course, we have the latest video of him addressing a reporter about white supremacy, which uh, I, I think was a brilliant response to them. Here is Vivek in his own words. You didn't say that you condemn white supremacy. 
I'm not I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. <laughs> the reality is I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Do that, and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference, who are hungry for reviving unity in this country. And you, with your catechism that you try to get to politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow, that's what's dividing this country for a break, to a breaking point. Shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games. Damn right. Where was the cigarette? Where was the, there was supposed to be a cigar that was supposed to also come into the frame there? But uh, there, hell yeah. Tell us how you really feel, Vivek. That was an awesome takedown. That was a direct response towards, again, just the corporate media trying to bring in nonsense into the dialogue. And it was just slapped down in epic fashion by Vivek Ramaswamy, who we're going to be doing a live show with here on Rumble in just a few days in Iowa as we are going to be embedding with his campaign on the ground for the first primary here in the United States. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm kind of kind of asking myself, what do I ask this guy since, of course, he's been kind of knocking it out of the park lately. Uh, how do I actually uh, you know, conduct an interview with him uh, without just kind of going around in circles? But uh, that right there, Obviously, we're not going to. I, we might just ask him, hey, um, do, you, do you condemn white supremacy? <laughs> just, <laughs> let, let, just to see what kind of response we would get from him. But uh, other, other than that, what else do we ask him? Yeah, well, it's going to be tough to come up with new questions, but I'll say this. I, uh, I, I take some small pride in watching this topic of ESG and, D, ESG and DEI, which myself and James Lindsay and I'm sure Luke and many others have, have been trying to get this story out there for years now. And now that it's like hitting the mainstream that you have a, a real presidential contender that's up there talking about how the DEI framework has, has divided us based off of race while alleging or pretending that it's going to remedy all of the uh, ancient evils of racism in this country. I'm so, so thrilled that he called not, not just DEI out, but the media who's been responsible for it, that has divided us based off of immutable characteristics, completely contrary to the lessons of Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> I am so, so grateful that this is happening. Yeah, me too. And, and the other thing is I really dug into this. I don't know if you guys saw the Pentagon uh, was forced to put out a document uh, kind of basically saying that um, they were trying to weed out white supremacy in the ranks of the Pentagon. And basically, there is none. 
So, so having a little problem there, but I have to say, I, 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 I this white supremacy thing really bothers me because I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't know it. I lived in New York. I lived in LA. I, I don't know any white supremacists. I really don't. And, uh, and I, I've never, I mean, there's you're, people you're that not hate alone. everyone, you know, I mean, and there's, I can't, if people don't like people, they don't like people. But what I've come to realize in my work, at least, is that this isn't about white supremacy at all. This is about capitalism. This is mm. about, this is about free markets. This is about different things than they're saying. And they say white supremacy. Any time is like a buzzword so if you go and look at some of these the real hardcore socialists I'm, I'm talking beyond the democrat socialists of america i'm talking the ones that have events where bill Ayers is the is the guest speaker and, and mm. you know angela davis is up there and they're raising they're always those are the white those are the people yelling about white supremacy but then if you keep listening to them then they go into like how capitalism's evil and then they roll out the uh, the new uh, inclusive capitalism which is socialism and and then they talk about it in circles and and i don't really think that they have an they don't mean white supremacy and i think we have to just start laughing at it and, and calling it out and and really making them define what they're saying it's just racism no it, it, it's racism against white people that's exactly what it is it's <laughs> racism against the people because of the way that they were born a population that's becoming a minority and what happens when populations become minorities they usually become a victimized class there's 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 historical references to this this always usually happens societally and it needs to be uh, addressed since of course a lot of people are trying to normalize this in this 1984 Orwellian doublespeak bullcrap that is absolutely ridiculous. If you look at what's happening right now, not just on the TV commercials, on the TV shows and movies and virtually every form of entertainment, but you look at what's happening in, in the real world as Bloomberg is reporting that major U.S. companies gave 94% of new jobs to people of color in 2021, according to the statistics and numbers wow. that have actually come out highlighting hey you're born with a specific skin color get the hell out of here you can't have a job because you're privileged yeah. are, are you no you're being discriminated against because of the way that you were born which is stupid it's racist and it's important for individuals like vivek ramaswamy to actually call out this racist crap for the crap that it is and a quick reminder that this is not this is not just the dei this is where the esg comes into play if it if it weren't for the esg framework dei really wouldn't have taken hold in all of the hr departments across corporate america uh, Barack Obama obviously implemented in 2011 with a, a federal mandate, but the real power brokers that brought this to, to bear was the Larry Finks of BlackRock, the State Street vanguards of the world that, that deploy tens of trillions of dollars of capital into the American uh, stock market. And they were the ones that mandated that you must have XYZ in terms of diversity on your board and your employment, everything else. And that that is what's really uh, creating such a divide in this country. It is It is a top-down approach it is not the free market. Well, Wells Fargo even came out and said, uh, white people, no need to apply for mortgages. Only people of color will get mortgages here. And I'm like, how can you support such a racist and biased freaking policy? These numbers from 2021, they're, they're, they're staggering. As, of course, all the S&P 100 companies participated in this larger DEI, equity, diversity. It's not. It's just racist. It's just, a, it's just straight yep. in your face racism as companies like Apple, Wells Fargo, Walmart, all of them all participated in racist discriminatory hiring policies saying, hey, you're born a, a different way we don't like, screw you. 
get out of here. And of course, it's not just economic opportunities that are being denied to people. It's also specifically educational opportunities. And, and maybe it's for the better, especially with all the woke indoctrination crap that they put people through in the top universities. But it, it, it's not just in the TV commercials. It's not just almost every aspect of our society. Where isn't this kind of racist practice uh, uh, being put into, um, into play? Where? Yeah, it's, no, it's everywhere. It's omnipresent. And it's everywhere, and it's very sad because they're going as young as possible as well. And then at the same time, you know, we have to also know there is a big problem in this country with these NGOs because uh, this is how I started a long time ago. I was digging into a program in New York, Thrive New York City, that was supposed to be for the mentally ill and homeless, and I realized homelessness is a big business, and uh, there's a lot of NGOs out there that would not exist if it was not for homelessness. So this whole DEI thing, we have to remember a lot of this is about this uh, human rights campaign scoring system of they're scoring corporations, they're scoring academia, they're scoring this, that they walked in tandem with BLM, scoring this and scoring that, like you're talking the ESG score, and we allowed it to keep going. I mean, that's the other thing. And this is why I keep saying we have to empower ourselves and, and, and get together and forget like all the division, just reject the whole color revolution model that they're pulling on us and say, you know, how do we fix this ourselves? Because these people have abandoned this nation, they've abandoned all of us, and, and we're sitting here fighting through something that we don't even agree with. I don't think most people believe in any of this, but these NGOs are really toxic, and they're, they're behind a lot of stuff, and I'm talking, it's the same billionaire globalist oligarch funding all of this stuff across Inclu the board. Including the war in Ukraine. Right. The NGOs were responsible for fomenting that revolution. So I, I could not agree more, and, and the answer, as is usually the case, is going to be individualism. We have yeah. to stop viewing each other as collectives. We certainly have to stop hating each other on a collective basis. We have to assess each other based off of our merits as opposed to these immutable characteristics that we're born with that's this racist <laughs> how dare you be yeah, I, merit what <laughs> how, well, but 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 then so much opportunity will be lost yes well they they i mean it, you, it sounds like luke's joking but if you actually look at ibram kendi and, and a, a bunch of these uh, african-american academics that have been losing their minds on twitter today because of miss gay's firing or her her resignation uh they are they are framing it because of chris rufo's description as a scalping and that they're extrapolating it into some sort of like this is this is what the colonialists did to the Native Americans when they arrived, even though like scalping was is to the best of my knowledge, that was a Native American practice. Anyways, setting that all aside, it's just so divisive and nonsensical. And if you if you're willing to just view people on an individual basis, I think that is all ultimately the solution to all of this, even though that is not what's being pushed. That's racist. <laughs> and systemic racism is real. But it's against white people, right? <laughs> it is. Am I right? It yeah. is today. It didn't used to be. I mean, this is what's so sad about it. We fought how many decades did we fight to to get rid of Jim Crow and redlining and all of these other terrible atrocities that were enforced by the government? And now we are voluntarily rolling these things out through corporate America. And and because it's circumvent, it's not the government dictating it directly. They have like a DEI program, which then extrapolates into ESG, which then has tens of trillions of dollars that's backing it. That means that it doesn't fall, uh, you know, run a foul of the civil rights movement but it does though in spirit and we all have to realize that it is like they're they're using it as a workaround a cutout to get through or get around our constitutional but, but rights. hey aren't you proud where uh, air traffic controllers and airline pilots are there because of the color of their skin and not <laughs> yes. because of their merit don't you feel happy that there was nearly so many airline collisions yes. in, in record numbers last year but 
but but it was done with a, with a very diverse uh, yeah. work set. Don't you feel happy that you're able to be in an airplane knowing that that you're fighting systemic racism? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, what's terrifying too is that they're doing this with doctors, with surgeons, with lawyers, with judges, with police with with military all yep. of that the other thing we have to talk about too i think is is the, the this is a real war on the middle class on the entrepreneurs on the people that have small businesses you're yep. not going to be able to they also uh, i am sure you guys all saw but they put in more regulations in the last two years for small businesses than basically anybody else before them and a lot of it is about this this reporting on this dei and all other things they they this is where i think that they don't want a middle class at all they don't want us to be entrepreneurial I I think this is a lot to do with what's going on in education too. They don't want ingenuity. They don't want creativity. They don't want artists. They don't want uh, people that think outside the box. They want the big monopolies, these, these uber oligarch billionaire class, and then the UBI class. And then they always need the poor because they make a lot of money off the poor. And at the same time, the, we have to start taking responsibility and reinvesting in ourselves, in our local communities, in yeah. our friends, in our families, all that. But these policies are, are kind of racist themselves because say you're, you're someone who actually works worked and has the merit to be somewhere everyone's if you're a certain color everyone's going to be looking at you like you don't deserve to be here because you only got here because of your skin color that right there is is the bull crap and then when you put people in those kind of positions of power also when they don't deserve to be there you're, you're doing a larger disservice for them and this yeah. kind of notion where you now walk in i literally walk into the to the airplane i look at the cockpit i'm like who's flying this i'm like uh, who who's here i'm like do they know what they're doing are they here and 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 we wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for these bull crap policies that are based on race and not on merit i want the best pilot i want the best doctor i want the best freaking dentist i don't want someone yeah. who shouldn't be there in the first place yeah regardless but, of race obviously yeah. Uh, yeah 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 but it's only gonna get worse it, yeah and and i got i have to piggyback off of mel's point because it's such an important one the reason that they are rolling out these regulations against small business i was an entrepreneur i ran a small business for many years over a decade the reason that they're they're rolling out these restrictions is that the, the foundation by which corporate America is actually running and implementing these policies, it is, it is as Luke often describes it, built on sand. It is, it is, there is no foundation to it. So the only way that they can maintain their power is to prevent competition. Because in an actual free market, a, a company, some small company, like Angel Studios, for instance, produces incredible movies, uh, and, and they, they don't focus on any, any of the woke stuff. What they want to do is blacklist them, ultimately regulate them out of existence because they want Disney to be able to force the woke nonsense into your child's minds. That's that's the whole that's their whole power structure. Is they it has to be done by force because these are not good ideas. Good ideas will will thrive without force. Well, that's why the biggest corporations and the biggest billionaires usually call for the biggest regulations and the more taxes that, Bingo. of course, limit and destroy any kind of competition that could step in their way. Uh, this is why they're saying. More taxes, more regulations, more rules. Why? Because it, it, it stops anyone from being able to compete with them. And that's yep. the longer game uh, that I think people need to realize is unfolding here as we have a tweet from Elon Musk addressing a lot of this. As just a couple of moments ago, he retweeted Bill Ackman and said, quote, DEI is just another word for racism. Shame on anyone who uses it. And yes, I would absolutely agree with that. This as Bill Ackman uh, sent out a long tweet 
tweet discussing what was happening at Harvard and his response to it. This is a, a very long uh, response, and he describes how the E for equity in DEI is about equity of outcome, not equity of opportunity. Um, and then, a, a, again, a lot of the stuff that they're doing boils down to what happened during the Cultural Revolution in China. A lot of this boils down to political purges that we have seen under communist nations where people are not just this is this is the first layer of this this is the first step the first step is is racism it's discrimination it's outcasting the second step gets a lot more serious as of course you saw what happened in china you saw what happened in the soviet union you saw what happened under stalin you see what happens under communistic regimes where if you're an enemy if you're a property owner if you are someone that the state doesn't like because of the, the way that you were born or a class of person that they don't really want around they get rid of you in many horrible, awful ways. And uh, I don't mean to be sensationalistic or hyperbolic, but this is the road that we're on. And uh, prove me prove me wrong if you think I am wrong. But no. am I wrong? No. no. <laughs> yeah. One of your uh, best shirts that you put out was about Make 1984 Fiction Again. And there's this passage in 1984 where he's explaining the state and he's saying how uh, the, that the, the, the um, Mao and the Nazis were kind of cowards because in that state in 1984, they just want power for power's sake. And they don't, and there is no way out, and that they they know what they're doing, and they're not going to hide it. They're not going to hide behind all these little steps, and you know that takes us, of course, uh, to Besmanov and everything that they've been talking about, and how far we are forward to the normalization of all of this stuff. And again, yep. that is only up to us and being individuals and refusing to play in this bull crappy game that they have us all stuck within but the truth is that this is uh you know going to keep going until we decide to be courageous enough to say no and and that goes with the same point a quick point off of what luke was saying you know oftentimes people will push back against this equity or equality of of outcome and they'll say no the goal ought to be equality of opportunity that's also wrong you do not want the government involved in, right. in dictating that we all have the same opportunity. That that enables them to roll out all of these same programs that ultimately lead us towards a non-free market, towards a top-down dictated economy. You don't want that. Equality of outcome is is not ever going to happen. Neither is opportunity. You you will like it's it's absurd to think that we should all have the same opportunity depending on your intelligence and your effort and where you're born and everything else. Like that's ridiculous. So just just dismiss all of that. Equity, equality, none of that goes. The only thing that we ought to get is is equal treatment under the law. That's it. But that's racist. <laughs> how, how dare you be such a bigot, Clint? My goodness, your hatred is just spewing from your mouth. This I can't like, believe it. This is like like American founders rhetoric, and they're like, racist. Uh, I, I, you're right, though. That's what they'll think. Uh, but hey, at least the next Star Wars is going to be oh, uh, very, very woke as well, as, of course, we have this <laughs> Latest CNN uh, video interview with a Pakistani feminist activist that was just given the Star Wars Crazy. franchise as she literally came out and says that she wants to make men feel uncomfortable. She talks about how she wants women to shape the story uh, in a galaxy far, far away. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> Man, the, this this woman looks exactly like you think she would look. She uh, it's like Janine Garofalo.
Garofalo, but like fatter and worse How'd and more disgusting. She got it because she, she, she is yeah. a woke priestess and she fills out all the right categories. Yep. Oh, she's a feminist. Oh, she's a woman. Oh, she's a person of color. Who cares if she tells a good story? That's not what she's here for. She's here to, of course, push the woke doctrine religion onto everyone, including children. And this is why this kind of hijacking of youth entertainment is so critically important to them because they understand that a lot of woke people aren't having children. A lot of more Republican-based individuals are, more conservative individuals are, so what better better way to usurp the nation, usurp the youth of this country, than, of course, brainwashing them with utter nonsense and propaganda, specifically dealing with more girl bosses, like we don't have enough movies like that already. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's just, it's just, ridiculous it it sucks to see plots storylines be absolutely obliterated all just to to kind of worship at the altar of of this woke nonsense that is just tiresome to say the least yeah what's so crazy is that kathleen kennedy got so upset about the south park a genius panderverse uh, show i don't know if you guys saw that that was, it was genius it was that hilarious. was awesome i love that show that was one of the best shows out there did it. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know how she was like uh, the the Kathleen Kennedy monster in it was like put a woman in it and make her gay, yeah. and then uh, she was like oh, I got a great idea put a woman in it and make her gay. <laughs> I mean like like the South Park guys just kind of called it and she was like oh that's a good idea. Well, you know it's just so ridiculous at this point. And the truth about Hollywood is that this happened in the early two thousands and it was a slow burn. A lot of people didn't know you're from San Diego. I was in L A for twenty years. Uh, this is not new. And the idea that they are looking for plots and stories and all that you know we just we just happened to watch that black mirror and i'm like this is the most terrifying thing but they don't even care anymore they it is either either their predictive programming or they're humiliating you by making you watch this stuff over and over and pretend it's okay and it's not i want to ask you guys what do you think the next plot of star wars will be with this pakistani feminist what what movie is she going to make in short what's going to be the theme of it and we have some super chats that i wanted to read uh before we go toward towards your answers we got one from joseph allen saying luke great to see your stream a success what names do you think will be coming out today tomorrow we're going to be talking about that on rumble if you have any other uh, super chats let them go now and we will of course address them we got one mysuperchat.com from stinky sock 420 great name saying 2024 is starting with a bang clint you need a florida marlins hat you are a florida man now <laughs> thanks luke for the great work tower gang 911 easterns thank you so much uh, stinky Stinky Sock 420 for mysuperchat.com. Thank you so much, Joseph Allen. Let's go to you guys. Star Wars, the text goes down. What's the plot of the new woke Star Wars? I, I'm not a big enough Star Wars fan to even guess at it, but I'll Luke say this. Luke Skywalker turns, uh, turns into Trans. a female <laughs> lose, and, and is on the hunt for a lightsaber tampon <laughs> that he needs to, to, to satiate his new bloody bonus hole that uh, Dark Vader penetrated with uh oh with a, another lightsaber and and only this this <laughs> the climax is <laughs> family friendly show here Steph. okay okay family friendly we'll show you c- c- control yourself that's what here. they use for discussing look you know, sky <laughs> To make to make this and and then and then and then uh, Chewbacca 
is going to, of course, uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely come out as uh, mixed gender. <laughs> and uh, him and Luke are going to be doing it with the lightsaber tampon. And uh, a taser. And no, no taser. There's no tasers in Star Wars stuff. Okay, Only when we get to 100,000 There's lightsabers, okay? All right. Now, now you guys go. What do you think is going on? Give us the plot. We need a plot. To take it a slightly more serious note, then I'll let you answer. Uh, I think that this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about, where like Disney should fail. Like they're a multi-billion dollar corporation, but they ought to fail. They've lost hundreds of millions of dollars, over a billion dollars off of their box office over just the past 12 months. And they're not learning their lesson. The reason they're not learning their lesson is because their funding source comes from the big money managers that all dictate you have to hire like this. If you don't, you will be divested, which means your stock prices will price will tank, which means your CEO, CEO will be fired. And this is the whole reason that continues. But the point I was making earlier about the regulatory uh, issue this is going to sound very doom and gloom, but trust me when I tell you, this is coming. The Tuttle Twins produced this incredible uh, series for children. Yeah. It's not woke. It's very inspirational. It's fantastic. Everybody should check it out if you have kids at home. But what will happen if they actually become a, a competitor to the Disneys of the world? I would imagine that they'd be debanked. I know I sound totally crazy to no. say that, but I bet you they will be labeled as a hate group, domestic <laughs> terrorist, and they will be debanked. So the, like, we all have to prepare uh, in accordance with that, that likely diagnosis uh what, what are those white guys called in those in those um oh stormtroopers stormtroopers <laughs> get canceled because they're oh, white sure. and then they become <laughs> full rainbow rainbow uh stormtroopers <laughs> that go out through the galaxy and force everyone uh to, to make love through bonus holes so <laughs> i'm not gonna lie the 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 rainbow stormtrooper outfit would be pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, people would like that. I gotta say though, I, Clint, I mean, Clint would wear it. They went through I, this I whole strike in, in LA and all that, and you know, the the crew didn't strike yet. I don't I don't know why people in LA because I hear I, I lived there for a long time. I know a lot of people in the business. They they don't like this either. Okay, it's gotten to a point where yeah. a lot of people do not want to deal with it. They go into meetings at Netflix or at Amazon and they walk out like, what is going on? Oh. If some of those artists, those real craftsmen, the guy, the gaffers and the lighting guys and the electricians. And and all that said we're not going to work on this yep. if some of there there is only so much talent on that level that can pull off this kind of content if those guys started doing a backlash and saying you know what we're going to go work on indie films we're not yeah. going to do it anymore you know those, those people really have to step up and i know they think they negotiated i'm in two of the two of the unions that uh negotiated they're, they're going to get outed by AI anyway. They might as well walk yeah. away now with their heads held high and fight back for Maintain the rest of but, 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 but they're all pathetic cowards. I, I, I know a lot of people in Hollywood. I, I know some celebrities that I also hang out with, and all of them are like, shh. Don't tell anyone we're hanging out. I'm like, you're, you're pathetic, dude. Like, like seriously, come on. Uh, are, are you freaking kidding me? Uh, you, you have an opportunity. You have a voice. Right. And you're, you're choosing to sacrifice what you really care and what you really think about all for for some some uh, pesos for some shekels for some pennies for some dollars that you that you won't be able to take away with you when you leave this world it's meaningless it's pointless and and you're selling yourself out and your country out for for what that one pathetic actor in that new uh, obama produced film what was that obama produced film that was also another major psyop um, leave the world behind leave, leave the world behind 
That actor, my God, what a pathetic little ninny. You have no self-respect for yourself for playing such an awful, horrible human being. You effeminized soy boy male. You should be shamed from everywhere you go now as just this pathetic actor because he he, he, he knew the role that he was playing. He 100%. knew that he was going to be the pathetic white guy coward. He knew, and he played that role very well. It was very natural to him. And there needs to be shaming. There needs to be individuals saying, that's not just an acting role. This is, you're a part of a larger propaganda effort in order to try to destroy people's identities and understanding of who they are as human beings. You are a part of a larger divisive race attack on people because of the way that they were born. You are disgusting. You are sad. You are pathetic. What's his name? I'm going to look e- his name Ethan up. Hawk. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan, yeah. Ethan Hawke. That, that message was for you. Yeah. And and the other thing, don't forget, uh, the director came out and said that Barack Obama was there all the time. He was on the set every day. He was in their faces. He, he basically, you know, he's best friends with uh, Clooney, so Julia Roberts, of course, was in it. And what they're doing. And the other thing is about this movie, and, and people should look at it, they kind of act like there's no one, uh, there's two like themes to it. One is Russia, I mean, um, China and Iran. We have to get, it's them, yep. A. And the other one is that nobody's in charge. And we all know right now, or I believe that Obama is at least, I don't believe he's in charge of everything. I think he's the operative here that's kind of running things going down. But, you know, then to have him go make a movie like this and put it out right at Christmas time, knowing everyone's going to see it, that was so in your face propaganda, so disturbing. And you know what? They don't care. And, and it's really sad. I, I'm sure all of you saw um, that interview where uh, Roseanne was talking to Bill Maher and she asked him about the World Economic Forum and he said, that, that's not real. That That's not true. It's yeah, like, so do ridiculous. these people know? And I think we have to stop acting like, no, they don't know. We have to start acting like they do know. And, well, and that's enough. This, this is actually a really important point that it actually ties into both of what you just said. You're talking about how so many people go into these meetings and they come away like, God, this is so... <laughs> it's, it's so insulting. It's so ridiculous. Luke says the same thing. He knows actors that won't come out and tell the truth. What What's the tie that binds there? You have a bunch of people scared to tell the truth. And, and they think that they are the minority because so many people are unwilling to tell the truth, that they don't like the woke trajectory of this nation. If I strongly believe this, if if everyone were to tell the truth you would probably have a vast majority of Americans that are not okay with the trajectory of things. But because everyone bites their tongue, we all think we're in the minority. I don't, I don't encounter anybody in my personal life that goes, oh, Clint, the way you talk, man, uh, you know, I really think that you're racist. It's like, no, what I'm saying is like classic Americana 1980s stuff. But now I'm some fringe radical because I'm the only person that's not biting my tongue. Stop biting your tongue. You're not in the minority. Nobody wants to hate other people based off of their skin color. Let's stop regressing into that, just thinking that it's some sort of improvement because now it's directed towards white people as opposed to other uh, classes or or categories of people. It's ridiculous. I'm sick of it. Yeah, we're against this bullcrap no no matter who's getting, uh, you know, hated on. Uh, if If you hate someone because of the way that they're born, you're an idiot. Yep. You're an absolute <laughs> jackass. Like, you deserve no respect in our society. And I don't care who you are and what who you're doing it towards. Uh, that kind of thinking being normalized again, being weaponized again, and being somehow just just okayed by individuals. As, of course, uh, there, there's pathetic little soy boys out there who are like, yeah, sure, yeah, oh, I'm so horrible, I'm so bad. You, you're a dumbass, all right? Yep. And, and you not standing up for yourself is just as bad as the people who, of course, are striking you down. As you're- you kneel down and accept 
this persecution because of the way that you're born, you're an idiot. All yeah. of you, idiots, you're, you're pathetic, you're soy just, boy cowards. You're just as pathetic as Ethan Hawke. Yes. <laughs> All yeah. of, but but he's Ethan, Ethan Hawke is pretty pathetic. He's playing a role. You're living it. You're living that lifestyle. Think about how sad that is. That you you wake up every day and you bite your tongue, you go to work and you act as if you're an oppressor because of your skin color. What a, what a what a nightmare existence to feel that way. Or or you go to work every day and you act like you're a victim because you were born as a woman or a black person or a Mexican person. Like that's a sick that's a sick worldview. We have to shake ourselves from that. Yeah. Even worse is the parents that allow that to happen. Oh, too when you when you force it. that down your you kids' throats, believe it. It's devastating to me to see. And that. I agree with you. I think the majority. We don't know the majority because the majority is being told to us by the fake media. Exactly. But I believe the majority is definitely not down with ninety percent of this stuff. I honestly think left of center, right of center. If there is left and right, which there's not. But uh, if you look at it that way, I think pretty much agree on almost everything right now, and we're just not allowed to to act like it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 not for it, but they're accepting of it, and and I would say that's just as bad um, from my perspective. That's how we uh, we feel on a family friendly uh, portion of the show. <laughs> now we are going to be going over to Rumble, where of course we get to say and do whatever we want. Uh, the show is going to be continuing there. So if you're watching on YouTube, all you have to do right now is just go to Rumble.com, and we are there. Prominently featured on the front page, the number one recommended broadcast, as, of course, our partnership with Rumble is an absolute awesome one. They are putting their money where their mouth is. They're standing up for free speech. They're standing up against governments. And there's no place I would rather be than a place where I could finally speak my mind. Again, I'm biting my tongue here. There's there's so much more I just want to say. There's so much more that I want to just fully unleash on. And I can't. <laughs> I can't on this digital frickin' crap hole that is Susan Wazinski's gulag. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, I I explained my strategy before. It's frustrating. But, um, again, this is is the situation that we're in. We have a lot of YouTube subscribers. We don't have that many subscribers on Rumble. We reach 100K on uh, Rumble, and Clint is getting tasered. Now, Mel, (laughs) before we move over to uh, Rumble, where can people find you and support your work? Uh, TheMelKShow.com is my website, but my main hub is Rumble as well, The Mel K Show. You can hop over there right now if you want and uh, subscribe to me. I put out a new show every single night, seven days a week, all year, uh, nonstop, and uh, I like to have on the best people out there, so... Uh, check out me. I'm on all free speech platforms, not YouTube, not Telegram, not very small on Twitter, but I, I've been very grateful to rumble myself. So please check me out. Over Absolutely. There. I, I, was on, I was on your show before. And yeah. uh, racist Clint, <laughs> where can people find you? You can find me at uh, your uh, God. I was going to make a really bad joke. I'll save that for rumble. <laughs> all right. At Liberty Lockbot on X. If you subscribe, I will follow you back. I got 116,000 of you over there. I really appreciate the following. Uh, Liberty Lockdown is a show. It's on YouTube and rumble. I had an incredible show with Taylor Hansen as well as Josie the Redhead Libertarian just last week or a couple days ago. You should check that out. And uh, last but not least, Tower Gang kicks off at 9.15 this evening. Don't miss it. Steph. Steph, we are change. Let's go. Let's go right now. Stop with the ball crap. Stop with the pathetic soy boy ninnying. Vote with your freaking clicks and stop being a beta. Go right Let's now, <laughs> rumble.com. It's easy. It's simple. I'm not going to send you the link. You can click it unless you got fat fingers on that freaking keyboard. Click right now, R-U-M-B-L-E.com. See you there. 
for a more unfiltered, raw, real, honest conversation that, of course, is happening on Rumble.com. As, of course, there's a 10-second delay. And in uh, related soy boy pathetic news... Don't worry, Clint, we're not going to talk about you. We're talking about Pat McAfee here, who just came out on social media and on his show and decided to apologize to the council mob, as, of course, Aaron Rodgers came on a show and, and, and oh, made a boy. joke. And now this soy boy is coming out and saying this. be some things that were certainly probably, I mean, uh, we're going to have to hear from Aaron on that, meant to be shit talk joke that can then become something that is obviously a very serious allegation mm -hmm. that then leads to a massive overnight story, uh, one in which, well, put baby down, sleep, haven't seen her in a while, and then yeah. I pick up my phone, yeah. oh, oh boy. But I can see exactly why Jimmy Kimmel felt the way he felt, especially with his position. But I think Aaron was just trying to talk shit. Now, did it go too far? Uh, and a lot of people, uh, Jimmy Kimmel certainly said that was the yeah. case. We and I immediately upon it happening, trying to be like, ooh, you know. But that is Aaron and Jimmy. They've been... Uh, Jousting a bit. I don't know, you know? So, like, we obviously don't like the fact that we're associated with anything negative ever. We like our show to be an uplifting one, a happy one, a fun one, but it's because we talk shit and try to make light of everything. Mm -hmm. Some things, obviously, people get very pissed off about, especially when they're that serious allegations. So we apologize for being a part of it. Can't wait to hear what Aaron has to say about it. Hopefully those two will just be able to settle this, you know? Yeah. Not mm -hmm. court-wise, but be able to chit-chat, move along. Because remember, you're allowed to disagree with people's opinions. You're allowed to say, like, oh, I don't... You sound dumb. The more and more you talk, you sound dumber and dumber. What are some you things apologizing for, you bitch? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Really? You're apologizing for, for, for hosting Aaron Rodgers, who said a joke on your show? Uh, uh, again, Jimmy Kimmel has been launching a lot of attacks on a lot of individuals. Yeah. This is the same person that literally said people should be dead. People should be denied medical treatment if they don't take a rushed experimental fucking gene therapy that now the Florida Surgeon, Surgeon General is saying should be canceled immediately. Holy freaking cow. Are, are you kidding me? Jimmy Kimmel gets to get away with this, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't get to, to, to say a joke and you have to apologize for him? That's pathetic. Well, and to, to make it clear, well, I, I don't think that it's necessarily the case, and I certainly have no evidence to back it up, that, that Jimmy Kimmel has any relationship to Epstein. I think it's obviously true that he has had many guests on his nightly comedy show that no one fucking watches that are very famous people that certainly did have some sort of relationship with Epstein. So the fact that he's running cover for this guy and now threatening Aaron Rodgers with lawsuits and that these dudes are, are fucking kowtowing, it's just really weak, man. It, and, and I just want to emphasize Luke's point. You, Jimmy Kimmel, said that me and my people, those that were smart enough not to take a rushed, toxic fucking serum... You said we should die. So I don't really give a fuck about any of your feelings anymore, homeboy. And you said this on a comedy show. You said, rest in peace, Wheezy. Yeah. You said that we shouldn't be able to get treatment if we didn't take your fucking toxic jab, you piece of garbage, dude. Yeah, but he's been doing that for a decade, over a decade. He's one of the meanest comics out there. He he goes after everyone in his monologues. He's never, he, no holds barred. He hated Trump. I mean, every night it was nonstop, the things he said about him. He called him all kinds of things, way worse than this, and, and many other people, not just, you know, from all realms. Also, you know, he had the man show. I mean, the, 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 this you can go dig up plenty of footage of this guy that is really, you know. He had in, a in, recurring character where he wore blackface and talked like Carl Malone was like a a slave fresh off the plantation. Look it up. This is true. Yeah. 
A lot of stuff like that. If we're we go we're back on to the Rumble. Show, we could probably play it here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look for that clip right now. Do it, dude. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, some people are saying that there might be a potential connection between Epstein's private chef, yeah. who uh, Jimmy Kimmel allegedly is connected to. Uh, allegedly, they are uh, close, according to some people who are posting online. This is specifically Adam Perry Lang that a lot of people are bringing up here. As, of course, uh, it's important to note here that what we're seeing right now with the Epstein stuff is a major cover-up, is a major psyop, as Alan Dershowitz is now claiming that a lot of people on that list just didn't know Epstein's private life, which I call absolute bullcrap on because there's no freaking way. There's reports of the guy literally taking out his his egg-shaped dick and whacking it almost every single hour when they were on private airplanes. There's reports and individuals coming forward saying that there was debaucherous, fucked-up shit almost everywhere that they went. There were small children, thousands thousands of them, procured for powerful individuals to do whatever they wanted to with. As, of course, there's also a Clinton Global Initiative, Haiti connection here. Mm-hmm. It's this story gets deep and it, it gets crazy. Alan Dershowitz comments here. Personally, I do not believe myself. And I believe since he was also representing Jeffrey Epstein, there's some speculation here about his potential involvement. As, of course, he denies participating in any of the crazy sex rituals, sex parties, orgies, and other very nefarious activities that included small children, as, of course, private surveillance cameras were hidden all throughout private venues filming the rich and powerful doing some really awful, crazy fucking things. See, here's the thing. There's probably associates and people that were in his orbit that, that didn't know. There's certainly people in his orbit that, even if they did know, were not, were not participating. But the reality is, the reason that we have to look at you all askance is because we don't fucking know the truth. Because right. the government has hid this from us for a decade plus. I mean, so don't, don't get mad at us that, that everybody that's associated with this fucking scumbag we all think might be a pedophile. Because if there had been proper investigations, if the surveillance footage from his New York mansion hadn't gone missing, it, there's so many uh, opportunities that they had to, prov- to stop this. They didn't. So we have questions, and we're going to keep asking them. It's not that they didn't stop it. They participated in this from every every step of the freaking way. There's direct government involvement, whether it's even just on a local level, local police officers being like, oh, there's children being raped here? (laughs) We don't give a fuck. Goodbye. How the fuck does that happen in our society to the point where children are coming to the police saying, hey, this guy uh, raped me. This guy rapes children. This guy has associates that include Ghislaine Maxwell that hang out in, outside of fucking schools, literally recruiting small children. And the police look the other way. What the fuck was going on here? That's a question that everyone should be asking themselves. And there's other people implicating other individuals as Cat Williams just shot uh, a, a major accusation against one other comedian and that of course being chris tucker uh before we get into that clip Oof. mel did you have an, anything else well, to i say wanted here? to say uh maxwell has come out uh, you're absolutely right and i i was in uh palm beach a lot during those years i know a couple of the girls from uh it was royal palm beach high school where they really recruited a lot of the you know 14 13 14 15 year old ninth graders 10th graders and uh this is not a wealthy area this is not when people think about it these are these are girls most of them from broken homes a lot of them trailer park kind of thing 
Um, and it's very, very sad. A lot of them, you know, we're talking about 30 or 40 uh, victims. I believe that there's thousands uh, in this case because I first came across and heard of him when I was in New York City in 1995. So, and that's when, that's because I knew a model that lived in one of those model apartments that they owned where there's like eight models from overseas. None of them speak English. None of them are pretty enough to be models, but they all live there. And you know something's wrong and looking back. But what's scary is Maxwell came out, I guess, and made a comment today that um, she's a victim and that these are decades worth of women being victimized by Epstein and she's uh, she's a victim and that that's the, the problem. The only person behind bars is a woman. Right. And, I, and But also there's a lot of people that have, have really worked on this as well, uh, like as deeply as Luke and other people that are saying that they believe that uh, Maxwell probably made a deal going into jail to begin with and that what might be coming out of this disclosure is a lot of conflicting reports that will aid her in getting out of jail because as most people know by now, it's not Maxwell that has the most power in her family or her father. Uh, there are siblings of hers also, so it's very bizarre that she would have gotten this sentence, gone in, that there wasn't some kind of plan to get her out at some point, but she is calling herself a victim, and myself and my experience in the last 30 years, uh, I would say that any woman that says that uh, it's all the men, it's not the women, I've seen women be more evil, more vicious, more abusive than anyone else uh, in L.A., uh, certainly, and uh, she's one of those people, and, and nobody should feel for her, but the fact that she's playing the victim doesn't surprise me. I have a feeling her appeal yeah. is going to be uh, very disappointing. To Under her. identity and it looks politics, like it, it looks like it looks like we have breaking news that these court documents surrounding Epstein and the 2017 court case have actually been unsealed and have been released. Uh, there's a lot of people sharing the link right now. I believe I also just shared the link as well as it looks like the court website, the court listener is actually down and. <laughs> you could see, of course, a lot of overwhelming interest in this particular story, and uh, it looks like the documents wow. are out, but the website that they were hosted on is uh, currently they crashed. Uh, crashed. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, put the link to it. I, I tweeted it out website, on twitter.com forward slash Luke We Are Change, where you guys could actually uh, try to get access to these documents. I'm going to try to put it in the chat room here so you guys could get an understanding of what's going on here. I'm trying to take a look at the documents now uh but uh, again it does look like that website uh crashed and is not available for individuals so hopefully uh soon we'll be able to see what uh is is going on here as of course disclosed that tv is reporting that the documents are out and uh again is this the client list no uh, is there more that we should know about? Absolutely. Are there videotapes, photos, DVDs, and entire hard drives showing very prominent people doing some really awful things? Yes. The FBI confiscated that from Epstein safe, and then they lost it, and it's no longer available, and no one knows where it is. Yeah, freaking right. It's being used right now for political purposes, right. and a lot of people are being blackmailed. A lot of people are being extorted. And the fact that there's delays, the fact that there's no way to get the full truth here is infuriating to say the least as thousands of children were hurt here. Clint, can you make sure that there's no cable going over a power line? Because that looks like what happened here unless you guys hit one of the mics here. Uh, but Mel, what's your um, response to all of this? Well, uh, right I, I think what you're saying is the most important thing. Where are the tapes? Where are the pictures? Where is the blackmail? This was a giant blackmail ring and we 
don't know how much over the last 20 years, you know, we were talking about PNAC and all that before. We don't know how many of these people were involved in that. You know, we have uh, Richardson and, and Clinton and Ehud Barak and Aunt Prince Andrew, these people we do know about. How much that's happened to our world and our countries and with war. I mean, so much could be involved here that it's overwhelming but you know what i i really do believe that um we are seeing what you're saying which is uh, the beginning of a cover-up of a much bigger problem and the problem is where is the footage who is in that footage and how has it affected our lives well we have some uh, super chats that i wanted to get into and also remind people if you're a member of lukeunfiltered.com you get the ability to call in in a few minutes we also have another uh, super chat from pp Payne. excuse me a rumble rant uh, that Payne. says great user name by the way <laughs> speaking of truth thoughts on ndas and those who have the intel but refuse to speak on things ban ndas and hold those who knew truth and hit it accountable um what do you guys think about that i think the non-disclosure agreements are actually important because you have to be able to tell like uh, it, sometimes that'll allow people to sell tell some of the truth whereas they would have said nothing so like there it's it's a double edged sword I guess is what I'm saying so I'm curious if you have any opinion on it yeah I mean I've I've had them I've had to sign them in the past and, and you know I, I understand it to a certain extent because a lot of people get real burned and uh, there's a lot of people that are opportunists but at the same time you know uh, there should be an out clause of an NDA I I had signed one that I wish that I had uh, an yeah, out clause like if it was from, criminal activity yeah, you should be allowed I, to and, yeah and I did and yeah. and, and I did and, and <laughs> I, in my head I thought yeah well she's lucky I signed an NDA right. or I would you know be in a much different position but I did sign an NDA so you know it is a problem but I, I understand both sides of it yeah Cat Williams said some really interesting things about Chris Tucker here's the clip that's going viral right now would you be willing to do another Friday Cube already asked me to write it I was supposed to have been writing it that's this is what these guys are mad about like we lost some great people before this movie mm -hmm. could come out regardless right. and so yes there desperately needs to be one um, um, but, um, we miss John Witherspoon in a way that can't really be quantified, right. if I'm being honest with you. And, um, the Chris Tucker that we got now is Epstein Island Chris Tucker, oh, oh. not Smokey. Oh, oh yikes. Since the beginning. <laughs> if I didn't know no better, I'd tell you he's the greatest. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> to be confident and not delusional is a real skill. Shannon uh, there, who's conducting the interview, you could see is just shocked that Cat Williams said something that is publicly available information, as of course there are photos of Kevin Spacey, right. of Chris Tucker, of Bill Clinton on the Lolita Express with Jeffrey Epstein and the sex slaves and the victims here flying on a plane over to Africa for, quote, goodwill purposes on Epstein's 727 airplane that also had a magic hatch at the end that allowed people to throw things out at the end of it mid-flight. That's a very rare feature that a lot of CIA planes usually utilize and have with Boeing 727s. So uh, what was Chris Tucker doing on the Lolita Express with Kevin Spacey with uh, Bill Clinton with Jeffrey Epstein 
What the fuck? Well, and just to take some of the mystery out of this, for anybody that thinks that this was covered up the way it was because Kevin Spacey or Chris Tucker was involved, you got another thing coming. This is the reason that this has been covered up for decades now is because we're talking about the most powerful people in the world, and that ain't Hollywood. That's DC. That's the king and queen. That's that's royalty type shit. That's central banker motherfuckers. That's like, these are the real power brokers. The only way you get the FBI and the CIA and the Mossad and everybody else to run cover for you is if you are a real motherfucking power broker. The vast majority of these actors that are getting cover ran for them, they are just benefiting from the, the relationships that they had with these other scumbags that were also doing Well, the corporate media was, was bragging about it. VH1 was running shows talking about how great Jeffrey Epstein is, how much of a philanthropist he is how much money he's investing in in causes for young children as of course he was a prolific child rapist fucking hell here's a clip uh that i think is worth watching in context to what we just saw cat williams say a boeing 727 with of course an in-flight trading room he has a Boeing 727. I'm just wondering now, what do you need a commercial size airliner for? The kids. It comes in <laughs> to rape children, you fat fuck. Let's continue on. Handy when you've got powerful friends to fly around. When Bill Clinton organized a week-long tour of Africa in 2002, <laughs> Jeff gave him a ride in his personal 727 and took actors Kevin Spacey and Chris Tucker along for the trip. Now, for former President Clinton, it was a chance to investigate the problems of AIDS in Africa, and perhaps it was a chance to hang out with some of his big shot friends. Oh yeah, you know, you're just hanging out with child rapists investigating AIDS in Africa. Fucking hell, are you kidding me? Like, this was out in the open. He was a convicted pedophile. People knew that, that everyone knew in Washington, D.C., hey, that's the guy that brings around small children. That's the guy that, of course, is above the law. That's the guy that police look the other way when children come and, and, and point the fingers directly at him. And you're on a private jet with him with Kevin Spacey? Bill Clinton, egg-shaped penis Epstein guy, Fuck. oh my goodness, holy freaking cow. All those guys all have a reputation of not being able to keep it in their pants. Chris Tucker, what the hell were you doing there? Yo, Luke, tell me the truth. You think that they were tossing these little kids out of the fucking back of his plane? Probably, or? yeah. I, or, wow. or evidence or documents or anything that they didn't want because what better way to get rid of evidence than to fly over, you know, a huge body of water like the Atlantic Ocean. Of course. And then you could open up that hatch in the Boeing 727 that the CIA really loves <sighs> and toss whoever, whatever, out the back of it uh, and not need to depressurize the plane. So uh, that was a very unique feature. Um, and, and this is why a lot of people said that that, that, that airplane specifically is linked with a lot of CIA uh, activities because when the CIA needs to throw drugs or, or weapons or mm. guns or people or evidence... Out the back, they do it through a Boeing 727. Well, a lot of people have always asked, like, why hasn't there been more victims that have come forward? Because they were doing it for decades. There has been a lot of victims that have come forward. And I don't want to downplay their courage. It's fucking incredible that they've been willing because you're speaking out against the most powerful people maybe in world history. And they all fucking aggrieved you in a, just a tragic way. But the fact that there hasn't been more, because you know the, the numbers have to be in the hundreds, if not the thousands of oh, yeah. victims. And, and I've always wondered... 
if there aren't bodies buried somewhere and if the answer is that they're just dumping them into the ocean. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the topic of discussion that I was actually talking about on uh, a special report for LukeUnfiltered.com connecting a lot of the things that happened with the Clinton Global Initiative, Clinton Associates, and of course Haiti, saying essentially they, they, they try to get the poorest uh, children. Uh, this is why there's also a, a huge human trafficking organization being run right now in Ukraine. Um, that's another tragedy that the Western media doesn't want to talk about because during a, a war-torn, poor uh, country, it creates the perfect kind of victims for a lot of powerful people to come in and to exploit and to hurt children in very unspeakable ways. And there's very little accountability because of that. Haiti, one of the poorest countries, one of the most corrupted countries. And if you have children being stolen away from there, if you have children stolen away from Mexico, there's a lot of missing children in Mexico that uh, is essentially a, a larger epidemic. When you, when you have so many poor children stolen from poor countries, there's no way to get actual justice for them. And if you're in the business, like Jeffrey Epstein was, of, of raping children, you're in the business of killing children. Let's just be real here because, uh, um, you know, dead bodies tell no tales. And uh, that's the type of business that your tax dollars financed. Now, there's, um, yeah, 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 that's where your taxes are going. Uh, excuse me, have gone and probably are still continuing to go. <laughs> um, this, as we have a document here that is being shared around uh, on social media right now. I haven't been able to verify this, but this is allegedly from the files that were released right now showing that, um, quote, this is from the document, did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Bill Clinton? Quote, he said one time that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. Um, is this the, the actual statement here? Again, we're still waiting to find out I've as heard, portions that. of the document are coming out. I've heard that statement associated Years with ago. Trump. Oh, was it Trump? Um, I oh, believe I uh, someone needs to fact check me on this before we go off. But uh, yeah. I, I think that's no, no, no. I, I might be mistaken here. I think that that statement actually is an old statement yes, that we exactly. heard before uh, with Clinton. So I apologize for uh, misspeaking on that. Yeah, no, I, I remember hearing that. That was the rumor forever. Um, it's just I, I hate to break it to people, but I honestly think that given the nature of the people involved, you, the only answer, and I actually was tweeting about this a couple days ago, I don't know how you look at this story and you conclude anything other than to become an abolitionist of all of the three-letter agencies that were involved in this, the judicial system, the political class that was responsible for it, the media that covered it up, every single tier, every layer of this operation and the cover-up, they have to all go away. All it, it, like That's the only answer. This, it's so egregious, and, and it just seems as if, you know, People just continue to hope that there's going to be a list of names and all of a sudden justice will be done. Justice ain't going to be done in this system. Yeah, and the, the crazier part uh, to me has always been how come nobody that is innocent, like like you were saying earlier, that some people, like Dershowitz said, some of these people didn't know, whatever. Well, why aren't they coming out and saying, like, I was there, I didn't know, we've never had that. Also, I, think, I think that their lives are... Well, also, why didn't Weinstein make a deal? I've always looked at the Weinstein case and thought, why didn't he make a deal? He must be so scared or he's scared for his kids or his family. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy who was involved in creating the, the um, and he was a big guy in Hollywood, Stephen Bing killed himself jumping off of uh, Century City Tower when this was all coming out. He was involved in the creation of the Clinton Global Initiative with Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, uh, John Podesta, and Epstein. So it's all these different people have so much to lose. I, I heard a couple years ago, 
I know of multiple people that were definitely on Epstein Island. Some of them may or may not have participated. Some of them definitely did. But um, the truth is that there have been people living in fear, especially in Hollywood, and I hear some people in sports, certainly, that have been living in fear, that have have lawyered up years ago, waiting for this step, for them to knock on or kick their doors in. So there are people out there. I'm just surprised that there's not anyone that came forward and said, you know, the mea culpa. And like I was there, I just, it's amazing. It That's thats what tells you this is like very dangerous. I think so, you've done so, it if you so, talk. Some people are talking about Trump uh, TDS here in the comment section. But I, I wanted to remind everyone that I did uh, mix some things up. But what we talked about here is uh, something that Trump said himself as he called Epstein, a quote, a terrific guy who, quote, enjoyed younger woman. That's a, a direct claim by Donald Trump, who also made some very bewildering statements with Ghislaine Maxwell as he was asked about her when she was imprisoned, and he said that he uh, wishes her well. Not a lot of people interpret things uh, a lot differently here. A lot of people are saying that it was Trump that actually worked with a lot of the victims testifying against Epstein, but those are legitimate quotes that were told to us by Donald Trump, specifically around this situation, as as we know, the two did hang out. The two did party. They parted ways. There's a lot of fake news about why they parted ways. Of course, we don't have an official kind of explanation here. But under Trump's administration, he allowed Bill Barr to essentially run a larger cover-up operation of the death of Jeffrey Epstein that we still do not know the truth about. Bill Barr, who, of course, with his father, was connected to helping Jeffrey Epstein get his start. That was the guy that was uh, looking and investigating this whole Jeffrey Epstein death saga. Again, Lots of this raises a lot of alarm bells, a lot of questions. I don't care if you guys are talking about TDS here. Those are the facts of the case. You yeah. can like them or you can not like them. Those are the facts. I'll, I'll just say this. I, I tend to believe that that Trump probably w wasn't involved in the underage rape shit just simply because he has been hunted to the end of the earth for everything he's done. And they all they've gotten him on is like documents and bullshit. And, so, and a comment about uh, that, that he made to to uh, someone off the record about grabbing her by. Right. Yeah, grabbing and her by and the again, pussy. he is the most investigated man. Yeah. And there's there's actual crazy deranged women that are coming out saying all this awful shit about him that has not been verified at all. Right. And but there's it, no it, there's it, no it is important to note here that the point that you, br or you brought up that I think is worth kind of doubling down on. He has been investigated, I think, more than any man on the face of this earth, and he has been exonerated more than ever. And if there actually was a case of him raping small children with Jeffrey Epstein, we would have been hearing about it a long time yeah. ago and, with how vicious the media is against him. And, so there's that. And it hasn't even been a rumor, which is the most fascinating thing about it. Like you would, I would definitely have heard if that was in the ether at all, and I haven't heard it at all. So I... I you know, just for the record, I think that Trump probably wasn't guilty of that. And it, and it's it could be totally benign when he says, uh, you know, Jeffrey liked him young. Maybe he means he's like a 50 year old dude. Maybe he dates girls in their 20s. And that's what he means by it. I don't fucking know. But he probably did know he was a scumbag. Josie always says that he got kicked out of Mar-a-Lago because, uh, you know, he he decided that this guy was kind of a fucking creep. Yeah, but that wasn't actually uh, verified uh, right. by anyone. I, Allegedly, there saying. was a, pro a real estate property dispute between the two that actually uh, led the okay. wedge, according to some source 
sources. There's other, uh, there's other people that I haven't been able to source to that specific claim that Trump kicked uh, Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago because he was uh, a pervert. Yeah. But, uh, you know. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. But but I'm just saying, I think that it's, it's probable that Trump probably wasn't in that operation very much, if at all. But once again, it's like you have this, because of Trump's own ineptitude when it came to the COVID era, having Fauci in charge, having Bill Barr in charge, putting fucking Comey in the FBI, like it's it's his own fault that we have to question whether or not he's like one of them or not because he surrounded himself with these people. So I don't know what the truth is. That doesn't make me deranged. It doesn't mean I have a syndrome. It just means like, I don't fucking know. The guy surrounded himself with some of the worst people on the planet. Why? Maybe he's dumb. I don't know, but <laughs> you tell me. What do you think about Trump's potential um, friendship with Epstein? Mel, have you looked into uh, yeah, some of lot. this? As, of course, people on the left are automatically saying, he was guilty. He was doing really yeah. horrible things. People on the right are saying automatically, he's totally innocent. Yeah. And, and I'm saying, we don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But for the, the evidence that we have now, it looks like he definitely wasn't as dirty as Bill Clinton, who ditched the Secret Service and literally flew on Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express to be on Rape Island. Dozens yeah. of times. Yeah. yeah but, RFK yeah. Jr. RFK Jr. freaking flew oh, yeah. on Lolita's Express as well. Who the fuck is not involved here is the larger question. <laughs> yeah, I, I my parents lived on a Palm Beach Island. I worked at Mar-a-Lago and, and at, at other places on Palm Beach Island as a teenager and a college student, uh, you know, being hostess, waitress, concierge, anything you could do. Uh, I also ended up being a writer, so that meant I was unemployed a lot and working there a lot. <laughs> so um, what I can tell you, though, about, about that world, which a lot of people don't get a close-up look at the billionaire control oligarchy of our world... Uh, they all know each other, which is very creepy, and they all interact together. The one thing I do know about both Trump and Epstein is they were not, peop they were not people who went out in public a lot. A lot of times things came to them. I never, uh, first of all, Donald Trump does not drink, and he spends almost every single night at Mar-a-Lago. You will never see him out at a restaurant. You will never see him out anywhere. He doesn't go to other people's parties. Um, what I'm told is Epstein was very much the same. Everything came to them. Maybe they like very controlled environments. Um, most people believe that, you know, I'm sure I know Mar-a-Lago has cameras everywhere, but most people think so does Epstein's homes. And... You know, these people that are on that level, it's not a surprise that they know each other. That's who they know. That's who, that's how they, right. it's, it's really, it's sick. And it's, and a lot of these people are so miserable. I've worked for, besides working at Mar-a-Lago, I've worked for two billionaires that are in the Forbes 400 in different capacities, be it event planning or assistant type work uh, here and there over the years. And the, this group of people, they, they really do live a very bizarre life. And uh, they only know each other. They only interact with each other. They really don't look at the rest of us as real people. We're kind of just, and, and, and I know we can talk about the control oligarchy and the, the billionaire oligarchy, but these a lot of them are very miserable people. Yep. They don't party like you think. They don't, that's not what it looks like on in but, real life. A lot of them have four wives from four different age groups with yeah, all these kids exactly. they don't know. And then they have all these problems all the time and they're all looking out on the, at their backs. So... You know, I, I just find it very hard to believe that Trump would ever let down his guard to any extent to ever be caught up in this. Before we go to callers for members of LukeUnfiltered.com, if you're a member, don't forget to go into the chat room. We have one caller lined up right now. If you want to call in, you still get the chance to do, to do that. We got another Rumble rant from Jay Steph Honey, 
who also said, uh, also, great job. So thank you, uh, Jay, Stephanie, for uh, supporting us through a Rumble rant. But we have this uh, post that was made by Collins Rugg saying, Justin, Jeffrey Epstein allegedly told his brother, Mark Epstein, that if he revealed what I know about both candidates in 2016, the election would have had to be canceled. Mark Epstein tells the New York Post that his brother spoke to him about the Clintons and Trump before the 2016 election. Here's a direct quote. Quote, if I said what I know about both candidates, they'd have to cancel the election. That's why Jeffrey told me in 2016. So I just got we, chills. Yeah, this is <laughs> this a crazy is, quote. This is Mark Epstein, who allegedly will soon be speaking to Tucker Carlson and doing an exclusive interview with him, probably Whoa. after the documents are released. Uh, Tucker actually told me that this was uh, kind of, uh, you know, waiting in the line for, for a while now. And uh, now he just kind of broke this clip showing Mark Epstein specifically in a New York City government building asking for the documentation related to his brother's death, his brother Jeffrey Epstein's death. And then the bureaucratic New York City government worker said, oh, the files are missing. There's no files here. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Now, wh what is Mark Epstein alluding here? Alluding to here? I don't know. Uh, your wish is as good as mine. Will we find out the bigger truth through these documents? Or is there compromise? Is there blackmail on the Clintons, on, on Trump? that is being used and might potentially explain some of the more bewildering anti-mega policies that were spurred on by Donald Trump. That's a question that I think is worth asking. Yeah, I think it's worth asking. I also, you know, no matter what you think, what you said is really true. It's like, okay, well, who's coming in this time? And weren't we supposed to lock Hillary up the first the first right. round? You know, it's kind of like, okay, so all this stuff is going to be disclosed. What are you going to do about it? And and I think that's where a lot of people are right now. And I saw that quote about him. And I'll tell you what, Mark Epstein is never hidden. He's He's been right in plain sight. We, we live right near where he has a restaurant. He's there all the time. Uh, we actually live in, in West Palm, right where his mother still has a home there, where we live in our in our community. And I'll tell you, um, I've been curious why nobody ever spoke to Mark Epstein before, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happened. I know he wasn't involved. Um, a lot of people I know do know him personally. He wasn't very involved in uh, his brother's life and certainly not his brother's business. But it's it's going to be interesting to hear what he has to say. Yeah, I, look, I, just, I just have to brief tangent and say how this is why I am such an abolitionist when it comes to the FBI. Oftentimes, the, the rejoinder I'll get when, you, when I say you have to abolish the FBI, well, pe people will say, well, then how are, how are we going to prosecute you know, human traffickers? Do I have to explain to you why you should abolish the FBI if you're concerned about stopping human trafficking? These motherfuckers are not there to actually stop that. They are there to allow for it to happen and allow for the political apparatus to be controlled by the intelligence communities that actually run this government. And th look... This is my bias, obviously, but I tend to believe that it's true. I think that fucking Epst Mark Epstein is probably telling the truth that that, uh, you know, the other Epstein had compromise against both both candidates. And it does beg the question of, you know, why the fuck did Trump allow Fauci to run this country and our deficit and our entire world into the dirt in 2020? Maybe now we have an answer. I don't know. It'll yeah. be interesting to find Why out. did he uh, bomb Syria? Why did he do Operation Warp Speed? You know, we, we could uh, go on and on. This is the clip that was associated with this uh, Twitter post that we just saw. Uh, Bill Clinton. Nice guy. 
Uh, got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems. Uh, so that was said, I believe, in 2016 during a town hall with Sean Hannity <laughs> describing how Bill Clinton, who a lot of people are saying is going to be named here, who a lot of people are saying is going to be impl implicated here in more ways than one, who uh, a lot of people are paying attention to. So, I, again, what's happening here? We don't know. We could only jump to conclusions because, sadly, our government is lying to us every step of the way here, and we still know very little about this exact situation that there definitely deserves to be a lot more transparency and honesty with. Now, we have one caller, Andrew, who we are going to be going to now. But before we do it, it usually takes a while to set up these calls. Anything else you guys want to yeah, say I about this to specific say, uh, Yeah, incident? I did. I did. I wanted to say that um, what, what scares me, because I've been really looking back on our history here in America, what scares me is I feel like this is a giant distraction. And I don't trust these people that are installed in our government right now, certainly not the military industrial complex and everything else. And I'm just wondering about the timing of this drop going right into 2024, the whole Epstein thing. I think we're going to learn a whole bunch of names that we already knew, uh, maybe some new stuff. But in my mind, I think we should also be paying attention to what else is going on because uh, time and again, it seems like even the Monica Lewinsky thing was a cover up for something else. Exactly. I believe there definitely is a lot of compromise, a lot of extortion, a lot of uh, behaviors that could be explained by uh, individuals being blackmailed. Andrew, I think we uh, have you on the line. If you want to turn on your video camera, that would be awesome. Good to see you. Thank you so much for calling on. Thank you so much for being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. How are you and what is your question for everyone here? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, thanks for having me on. I called in last week, too, so I, I love this. Uh, so uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, a lot of confusion. I, I think the Epstein list in general is a lot of confusion. Just hearing you guys talk over the past 10 minutes here, I mean, I, I'm afraid that they're going to say, uh, you know, this list was flight logs, this list was people. They're just trying to confuse it and muddy the waters. Um, I mean, do you think we're actually going to get any, like, any – Anything out of this Epstein list? Like, what, what, what do you think is actually going to come of it? That's a great question. I think if we're going to get anything, it might be the political destruction of the Clintons. As a lot of people are kind of hinting that this is a larger internal Democratic establishment war between the intelligence agencies that represent the factions of Obama versus the factions of the Clintons. And the Clintons are being named here a lot, and they could be used mm -hmm. as a way to kind of help kind of usher in the larger plan for the Democratic establishment that the Clintons might be, of course, trying to interfere with. So I believe that this could be potentially an orchestrated attack on the Clintons and uh, have them uh, you know, have them uh, destroy any potential for a Hillary 2024 presidency or having their person in to replace Biden, because obviously Biden is probably going to be replaced. There might be some internal uh, information that could lead towards uh, a larger plan that could be involved in this larger kind of replacement. Look, there's there's no way for me to prove this, so let me just state that up front. This is my this is my belief. I believe strongly that the intelligence agencies already have smoking guns by the hours and hours, if not thousands of hours of footage of these fucking rich demonic pedophiles destroying little kids. 
I honestly think that they, they have all of the smoking guns you can possibly want and you will never, ever see it because the whole reason that they did this was to have political leverage. If they actually turn this over and prosecute these people, their political leverage goes away. So I don't think we'll ever get justice. And this is why I strongly believe every organization that was responsible for investigating and prosecuting crimes of this nature that fell down on the job or or perhaps, as Luke describes, cooperated and enabled and was a participant in it, they all have to be investigated. If it's congressional hearings, if it's the American people that fucking formulate some uh, very peaceful way of addressing this, wink, wink. I don't know what it takes, but we need fucking justice here, folks. You can't have billionaires and the most powerful people on earth raping kids and getting away with it. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly believe that one thing that is going to come out of this is uh, Ghislaine Maxwell will get out on appeal. Um, I really, I'm, I'm that told that a so lot mad. of these, um, a lot of the stuff that's being released will be contradictory uh, against oh. evidence that came into her case, is what I'm told by somebody who I believe knows a lot more than I do. And uh, I, I have a feeling that that'll be part of it. But also, I'm a, a fan of the uh, Clinton Foundation whistleblowers who seem to be very excited about this. Their case is still out there. So I agree with Luke. I think this is some kind of takedown by the two factions in the, you know, they're globalists. They're not, there is no DNC. It's a fraud. Um, and I think it's it's a separation between them and the old, the old Clinton crew. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the other people, like Podesta and other people, uh, also end up getting, um, you know, things come out about them maybe, which would be a good idea. I'd like to still have some answers about <laughs> the WikiLeaks emails of uh, John Podesta, especially the three kids mentioned. But at the same time, you know... What a creepy motherfucker John yeah, Podesta is. Yeah, I just, I don't think, I, I think people think that there's going to be some kind of mass arrests and, and all of this, and I, I just don't see that happening here. Yeah, this is not the list. A lot of people are saying, this is the oh, list. It's not. It's, yeah. it's not. It's just court documents from 2017 that are being unsealed. Um, and, and these are names yeah. that hun like dozens of lawyers know every name in there. They've seen these documents. This, this, is, this is not top secret stuff. We just don't see, know it. But yeah. everyone in court did. Yeah, it's not a big revelation, but uh, there is going to be some political pressure put on a lot of individuals. I I do believe that there is a lot of backroom dealing. There is a lot of extortion. There is a lot of blackmail that is associated to this case. As of course, the judge Preska, she she ruled on a lot of very important kind of deep state cases. She ruled on a lot of very important court proceedings. You look at what she decides. Holy freaking cow! It's it's uh, this woman is an extremely powerful, influential judge. Uh, that made a lot of very important decision. Uh, Andrew, I hope we were able to uh, answer your question. Do you have anything else you would like to say? Uh, I will say one last thing. I, with everything being so orchestrated, I don't understand how Mark Epstein is still floating around out there. I mean, you think you would tie up every possible loose end. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think about it. It just seems like well, convenient timing. That's, that's what that's, that's a that's a great that's a great comment. Yeah, that, uh, that's what makes me skeptical about what he's going to tell Tucker. Because if this dude's actually going to give us anything, you know, any red meat, so to speak, I don't think he'd still be walking the earth. I honestly don't. And as we know, the Feds are literally going to January sixth um, <laughs> uh, in, in, individuals who, of course, were, were prosecuted and saying, "Hey, 
just tell us Trump organized all of this and we'll make all your problems go away. So that's literally what, what's happening right now. Jacob Tansley, um, the horn man, literally came out. We interviewed him for uh, members of LukeUnfiltered.com. So we have an exclusive interview with, with, with Jacob uh, for members of LukeUnfiltered.com. He came out and he said, yeah, there was there was a plan. They literally went to the Proud Boys founder and said, hey, we're going to make all your problems go away. Just say that Trump organized this. And, uh, of course, the Proud Boys founder refused to do so. And he's in jail for, what, 20, 30 years now, which is absolutely just insane and crazy. But, uh, yeah, what happened with the January 6th defendants is kind of clear that there is a legal agenda against Donald Trump. Uh, Andrew, that was uh, great questions. Uh, Always great to have you call in. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a member and uh, have a really awesome night. Thanks. Happy New Year. Take care. Happy New Year. Year. Awesome. There's, um, again, this story is just developing. I'm going to be looking for uh, more information on Twitter just to see what information we could kind of get from all of this. But again, uh, crazy news day to, to say the least. As of course, um, there's still the there's still the spike protein story. There's still the COVID vaccine story. I, I think we should transition here uh, a little bit, or maybe we could talk about something uh, related. Um, I, I don't know what you guys want to talk about, but there's a story from the New York Post talking about how the police are investigating the first case of a girl's virtual gang rape in the metaverse. Yes, that's an actual story. Yes, there is an actual video of the proceedings of, of what happened here. There's also the story of the Florida Surgeon General now halting the use of the mRNA COVID vaccine, calling for it to be stopped immediately. I think both of these stories are really, really important. But uh, Clint really wants to talk about the, the metaverse uh, gang rape, right, Clint? Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I was the victim of that. It was fucking... <laughs> awful um i had these like seven uh you know like japanese bots like little like the like the cat face girls you know what i'm talking about and they they just they wouldn't let me leave and uh i i've been seeing a therapist about it and it's really fucking i hope that they all go to prison he liked it <laughs> uh not to get too, too 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 crazy and ridiculous here but this is an actual story coming yeah. from uh, the united <laughs> kingdom as just take the fucking goggles off. Right, What's wrong with you? This well, is this, I don't is, this know. is what a lo- this is what a lot of people uh, people said in the comment section. They're specifically showing pictures of the off button. Right. Um, <laughs> but but this is something that UK police are investigating. As of course, real life rapes have gone up in in Europe, have gone up in the United Kingdom, um, and a lot of them go unsolved. A lot of them go uh, uninvestigated. A lot of them aren't prosecuted because of the racial kind of components here that a lot of people don't want to touch or even talk about especially in the european union but for the police officers to be investigating uh, this case of of uh, allegedly a virtual gang rape um is this a misuse of government funds or is this something that the government should be looking into as in the uk if you say the wrong thing and you piss someone off emotionally you go to jail well, first and foremost, I think we've got to think like, well, what is going on inside the metaverse here? Because, you know, I, I'm sure all of you uh, that are watching and you uh, know about these crazy NATO documents about cognitive warfare and using biometrics and all kinds of different frequency and this and that. I mean, what is going on in there? And I, I hate to say it again, but Black Mirror really freaked me out. And they had one episode where it was like two straight guys in real life, but in the metaverse, they were having sex and one was a 
picked to be an Asian girl in the metaverse, and the other one was like a Asian uh, a karate champion. And that, that was and, actually not Black Mirror. That was a documentary about Luke and I. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, when you watch that Black Mirror, we this were watching song, uh, it like this is so creepy. And then I was like, do they have that ability? That because they were the guy was saying it's so much better in the in the game. And yeah. and I'm thinking like, so I'm wondering like, what is was that, this that, woman that was in there? And, and bigger than that, I honestly think yet again that this is more to do with them telling you that they are going to be monitoring the metaverse. Uh, our governments are, our agencies, all of that. And they're they're just letting you know, well, here's the first case. We're yeah. going to have to monitor everything that happens in the metaverse now. All, you know, track and trace surveillance. Don't think you're hiding. We, we can see you and, and we're going to report it. So now there's a police presence. And how do you world. police this? If someone is, let's just say, <laughs> in like in Mumbai, like the Indians <laughs> from Mumbai are, are, are in New Delhi are unleashed on virtual realities and they're looking for bobs and vagines <laughs> everywhere, right? In the virtual reality space. If, 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 if someone Someone is show in America, bobs. and they're affected by the show Bob's crew. <laughs> what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Well, you got to go to India? the CIA to go get them. Yeah, there's, there's, there's already enough <laughs> freaking Indian yeah. call scammers, right? You can't deal with those guys, but but you're, you're going to deal with the Bob and Vagine guys on virtual reality in the United <laughs> Kingdom? It's going to be impossible. This article, I'm reading it. It's fucking crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Police, uh, British police are investigating, quote, an alleged gang rape of a girl's avatar in a virtual reality game in what is believed to be the first probe of its kind involving the metaverse. The alleged victim identified only as a girl under the age of 16. What, what, what is this? What is this? Uh, Bill Gates, Kevin Spacey and, and Jeffrey Epstein jumped on How VR or something? How do they do that? How do they even do that in there? Well, 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 we have videos. We'll play it in a little bit. She was wearing a, a virtual reality headset in an immersive game where her avatar, an, an emanated representation of her was raped by those of several men. Although the accuser did not sustain any physical injuries, she may have suffered trauma similar to someone who had been raped in real life, police police sources told the Daily Mail. Here's allegedly, this is the clip. I don't know if this is the real clip. I don't this know if this is the big drinking. clip. But this is this is allegedly <laughs> this is allegedly uh, what happened here. Yeah. Someone drinking fake Crown Royal. <laughs> they're, she's allegedly on the bed. A, she's on the bed. They're allegedly she's she's allegedly jerking some some dude some off. Guys levitating by the door. There's people walking into the room. I don't know if out of nowhere, yes, it didn't work the other day when I was streaming. Well, I was recording. I, I didn't Things got freaky. Wait, there's allegedly what a boob in the grab. hell? There's a bob grab. Right. There's a bob grab okay. here well, uh, by, by someone like here in the VR space. So, yeah, that's, I just, that's I gotta it. Say, I got to say, if this is a legitimate investigation, then I am going to... I, I am guilty of mass murder that 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 surpasses Pol Pot <laughs> or Mao. If, like, if, this is, if that's rape, well, then I am guilty of... In, in Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. and Modern Warfare, I have killed so many people. Mm -hmm. You have no idea how many life sentences I'm going to get. You, this is so stupid. What the fuck are we you, even doing? You know what I want to say right now? <laughs> fuck you, you British piece of cuck police officers, <laughs> bitch-ass motherfuckers. I fucking hate you. Why? Because of this article here talking about how the UK police 
fail to investigate Prince Andrew on Jeffrey Epstein's claim. As again, the police officers here, again, publicly fucking declared, hey, uh, there's victims here. They're pointing directly at, at, at Prince Andrew. Hey, there's photos. There's circumstantial evidence. There's witnesses. There's testimony here showing specifically how Prince Andrew probably raped underage children. And the UK police say... We're not going to investigate that. That's not in our preview. We just don't give a fuck. We don't care. VR, virtual reality rape? Now, that's something we're going to go after fucking hardcore and investigate all the Indian Bob and Vagine dudes out there who, of course, virtually groped someone accidentally or on purpose. Who knows what the fuck happened here? But, but the fact that the UK police are, are literally letting known pedos and rapists let loose not investigating them, giving them blanket immunity because they were born out of a reptilian royal vagina is absolutely freaking ridiculous. As, of course, you, you juxtapose these two. Someone should do this. I'm going to, if my team's watching right now, take a screenshot of this and let's take a screenshot of this and let's make this a post showing the hypocrisy and the utter cockedness of the UK British police that serve as a protection unit for high-level fucking pedophiles. That's a great point. Fuck those assholes. Yeah. Fuck Fuck you, you pieces of shits. There's real <laughs> fucking rapes out there, and you motherfuckers are fucking playing with video games and virtual reality. Fuck off. Well, uh, we're running out of time, but let me just say real quick, I had uh, Tommy Tommy Robinson on Liberty Lockdown. Luke already hinted at this about the, the migrants and, and the increase in rape and, and knifings and all sorts of stuff. If you want to know... Uh, a lot more about that. I highly recommend you check out that interview I did with Tommy. Like I didn't, I went into it pretty much blind because I don't pay very close attention to UK politics. Uh, it's a real issue, and the police will look the other way once again, based off of this DEI type of framework. Where, well, these are these are you know downtrodden migrants. They can't be guilty of rape and murder and all this other stuff. Yeah, well, it happens, and it gets and people look the other way, and for whatever reason, they still have time to look into fucking VR rape. It's it's the I mean, we're living in like clown world to like the exponent, exponential yeah. clown world. It's driving me out of my mind. I feel like I'm actually going crazy at this point. <laughs> yeah, that can be a real story. Anyway, I mean, Ready Player One is always what I thought that they they foresaw for us going forward. But this is a whole nother level. Again, I just think all of this is about getting us used to being fully tracked, traced and surveilled everywhere we go. And just kind of telling you, like, even in the metaverse, we'll be right there <laughs> yeah, to yeah. check you out. Uh, they're probably metaverse already police there. reporting for well, duty. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's so ridiculous. What is the call sound? like in that situation and why can't she just take off the v- the headset well the, 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 the comments here are uh, pretty important when it comes to people's response to the story from the united <laughs> kingdom with one person saying do you also go to virtual prison <laughs> another exactly. person uh, hick house media said all she had to do was take the goggles off okay. and uh and 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 yeah uh, was the Oculus fused to her head in some way? Someone else asked here, and uh, these are all Im- important questions. Uh, but yes, there are uh, freaking. <laughs> Even if it was fused, or I just close your fucking eyes and it ends. Or just click the power button <laughs> right. for fuck's sake. Just click right. the bank. That's all you have to bank off. <laughs> fuck off. So crazy. Get the fuck dude. out of here. Uh, but but again, the, the UK police are, are perfect bureaucratic so nannies of just Orwellian thought control. Fuck those pathetic pedophile protecting assholes. They are not there to serve and protect. They are there to make sure that uh, children are raped for the pure benefit of the uh, ruling royal elite. Fuck those assholes. 
they deserve no respect, uh, no leniency, and uh, seriously, uh, UK police, you should be ashamed uh, for your actions and Absolutely. what you have done. And right along with the FBI and the CIA and everybody else that's responsible for fucking investigating this type of shit that actually enables it. I, I think that you all have violated your, your oath to the Constitution. I think you've fucking broken your souls uh, to, to continue to cash a paycheck, you're fucking scumbags. If you if you have evidence that could put these pedophiles behind bars and you and you don't leak it, if you don't investigate it, you're just as fucking dirty as these people as far as I'm concerned. Fucked. Sorry, that's a sad way to end the show, but uh, stay to cut bitches. It's the truth, though. Yeah. Um, so, Mel. Yeah. Hope you had fun. I did, show. I did, I did. Who knew? And uh, it's Epstein Day, I guess. Yeah. Uh, will, this will be known as Epstein Day. But yeah, I did. And I thank you so much for coming. It's always fun. Do you, have, do you have any questions for us? Um, do I have any questions for you? Well, yeah, I do have one question. I hear a lot of people out there, you know, I do a bunch of different things. I do Union of the Unwanted with a lot of different guys that have different opinions. And um, many of them anti-Trump uh, in the past. Uh, and a couple of them lately uh, on my show or their show or wherever, you know, kind of leaning more towards, well, you know what? All the right people hate Trump. I don't know if you guys saw the Farrakhan clip. I assume that's real of him saying the same people trying to kill Trump, killed Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And uh, a lot of this lawfare is really pushing people. Uh, do you guys feel that Trump is uh, actually gaining more uh, support because of what our government is actively doing to him? Absolutely. Uh, you look at the poll numbers, you look at the favorability numbers. Um, he wasn't doing that well until the, the prosecutions happened by uh, the government. Now, whether there's some kind of larger agenda here, we don't know. Uh, but how can you not defend a, man, defend a man who's being unjustly punished and attacked? He's facing 750 years in jail, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I have disagreed with some of his presidential policies. I thought they were, uh, I thought some policies were good. I thought some policies were absolutely atrocious. I think he should be treated just like any person. We shouldn't put any person above ourselves. But with the way that the system is going after him unfairly, how can you not stand behind a man who's being unfairly prosecuted? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I come down the same direction. Um, I'm not at all convinced that Trump is my ally or on my side, but I know that he is not my enemy to the scale that the uh, the broader establishment is my enemy. So I guess if you're if I'm forced into the binary choice, which I ultimately will reject when it comes to voting, uh, I would certainly prefer him over you know Gavin Newsom. Fucking kill me now, uh, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden. Yeah, he's he uh, you know three years of his presidency were some of the best uh, in terms of a president in my lifetime. But 2020 uh, ultimately made him not my favorite guy. Well, I think the one thing also that I, I keep going back to in a lot of my stuff is I don't think that it's the Americans that are really after Donald Trump. I really believe that he ruined that Agenda 2030 uh straight shoot right to the 17 development goals. Everything since Barack Obama put them in in 2015 has been geared towards that. Every executive order of Joe Biden. Joe Biden came out in September 2023, again, talking about his commitment to Agenda 2030. He put together a whole uh, outline that's right still on whitehouse.gov, and every single thing is going to the IMF, the World Bank, the IPCC. It's all, all, all. So for me, yeah. I still think 
that 2024, the real stakes are, will, will we remain American citizens and have America going forward, or are we going to become global citizens? And that's really what, in my estimation, that is what the, that election is about. So I'm just, uh, that's what I'm most concerned with. I don't want to be a global citizen. I want to remain an American uh, citizen. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, he's also talked about exiting the UN and NATO and uh, like all things that I definitely am on board with. My concern is, he he wasn't able to implement much of his game plan during his first term. Has he actually learned? Has he actually yeah. looked in the mirror? He has not demonstrated to me at all at this point that he has done so. I hope that he will. He has an opportunity. He's got another 10 months or so to convince me that he's actually reflected on some of his, his, his downfall. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. I want an explanation on uh, Operation Warp Speed. Um, I think we definitely do deserve yeah. one. Why didn't you fire Fauci, motherfucker? What the fuck? Well, I think I, I totally agree with that. And, I, you know, I tour with a lot of these people. I know them. And I, I really, I think he has to address it. Just last week, you know, he came out again and talked about it. And I just want to know that, you know, a lot of people have spoken out about in there. You know, he's not a scientist. He doesn't know. He believed this was true. He thought the country was going to be locked down. Just not not talking about it isn't, a, isn't okay, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think. He, no, you have to address it. I mean, it's the it's the most cataclysmic, like rights altering decision in American in my and certainly in my lifetime, if not American history. It's a fucking huge deal. You lock down the economy. You lock down the fucking global economy for more than a year in a, in a huge swath of this country. And it was catastrophic. And then you mandated a product that basically shredded bodily autonomy. Like all of this stuff. I know it wasn't all Trump's doing, but I'm saying he got that fucking snowball rolling, mm -hmm. and it, he has to he has to address that. You have to. If you don't do that, then I'm just going to assume that you're a fraud like all these other people. Well, I don't know and why I don't he would stay that. loyal to anyone that was around him lying to him. I mean, go, go Dr. Alexander's book, Scott Atlas's book, like everyone was lying to him. Just, just yeah. tell the American people what the experience was like for you in real time. Or who lied to you, and let's try to hold them responsible for the horrible, atrocious actions Bingo. that uh, people were left with that yeah. uh, has ended their lives or ruined or destroyed their lives. Yep. There's a lot of pain and suffering that deserves to be called out. And I don't care if it's popular, if it's not popular. I don't care if you lose ad deals. I don't give a fuck. I will always speak the truth no matter what the consequences of that may be. That's the reputation that I have. That's what we've been doing. That's what I've been doing for over 20 plus years. And if you appreciate that, share this video with your friends and family. Remember, subscribe right now on rumble.com forward slash we are change. 100,000 subscriptions. Clint, get tasered. Clint, Clint gets tasered. I'm, I can't wait. I'm excited. It's something I've been personally waiting for. Subscribe. Uh, get the Rumble app. Uh, sign up. Sign up. Start an account on Rumble. Uh, seriously, Please. it's it's more important than ever. Yes. We truly got to vote with our dollars, with our clicks, with our attention. The best way to do that is, of course, signing up. Use a dummy email. Use a dummy phone. I don't care. Sign up right now. Rumble.com. 100K. Clint's getting tasered. I can't wait for that to happen. We're very close. We're, we're like getting a, a couple, uh, we're getting like thousands of subscribers every day. It's oh, freaking awesome. And uh, the growth we are having here absolutely just obliterates any kind of technocratic digital fucking gulag system that we have to deal on YouTube where oh, we are yeah. losing subscribers. How the fuck am I losing subscribers on YouTube but gaining thousands of them on Rumble? It doesn't make sense. It does when you look at the larger censorship yeah. effort. Let's fight that censorship. Sign up to rumble.com comfort slash we are changed right now mel where can people find you on rumble uh i am the mel k show on rumble you can just go there right now we put up a fresh show every night um lots of great people on there a new show once a week a q a once a week and uh also the mel k show.com head over there i do a lot of 
uh, newsletter, great resources, all kind of stuff, and everywhere you can find podcasts that are free speech oriented, you can find me. Well, while you're looking up the Mel K Show on your little <laughs> podcast app, you should also look up the Best Political Show, which is what the actual name of our show is, even though our channel on Rumble is We Are Changed. The name of this show is The Best Political Show. Uh, so subscribe to that on the podcast so that we can boost those numbers. Liberty Lockdown, since you're watching on Rumble right now, also subscribe to Liberty Lockdown, and I will be on Tower Gang in about an hour. Wow. It is very racist and retarded. If you like racist and retarded shit, you will enjoy it. If you don't like that, I would highly encourage you not to watch, because I will not apologize. Thank you. This was such a pertinent conversation. I really enjoyed it. I had nothing to say because it was just in awe of like how it was flowing. It was very interesting. Awesome. Thank you guys. Cool. Yeah. That's a that's a win. Oh, great. Uh, Steph We Are Change on Instagram, Steph WRC on Twitter. You sp you speak too much anyway, Steph. <laughs> um, you did great, Steph. You did great. I, I know. I was focused and pushing the buttons doing well. <laughs> you did great. We appreciate you and we appreciate everyone watching and supporting this independent media organization. My last message to you is don't be a beta cuck bitch. I love you guys. Yeah. Stay tuned for more.